You're listening to the Tumbling Saber Podcast, a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Check us out on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's time for episode 171 of the Tumbling Saber podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. And I'm Carlos. Celebration has come. A celebration is still here, actually. It's, it's still in full effect. We still have Monday to go, but uh, man, as expected, what a weekend. Holy cow. We've, we'll talk about a whole lot of stuff that went, went on this weekend, but first, let's just quickly catch up. How did you guys spend Celebration Weekend? Carlos, what's going on, man? Uh, how did I spend it? I don't know. Uh, I spent uh, Friday um, pretty much uh, watching the panel and watching uh, the trailer uh, for episode nine. Uh, then uh, getting into some of the Lego stuff and just losing my mind like that. And then Saturday, I tried to be as Star Wars free as possible, but that was impossible. Uh, so uh, yeah, it was tough, man. It was tough. Uh, back and forth, always checking back on YouTube. <laughs> what a difficult and, life we've had. <laughs> no, but it's not. It's not just that. It's uh, everywhere I went. I mean, if I went on Facebook, it was uh, notifications from the group. If I went on Twitter, I was bombarded from uh, from the Commonwealth uh, stuff. And it's not bombarded in a bad way. It's just like Ooh, more info. Hey, hey, Carlos. And, Carlos. Yeah. Star Wars is dead. <laughs> It's all over. It's all over, man. It's all over. <laughs> Throw some dirt on that and let's let's call it a day. We're done. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you there. It was uh, it was intense. It was a really intense, information full weekend. Uh, Corey, what's up with you? How did you spend celebration weekend? You may dispense with the peasant trees, Commander. I'm here to put you back on schedule. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> you were you were the last like... person to put anybody on schedule. No, it's so true what Carlos just said. <laughs> Like, uh, I was absolutely uh, uh, overwhelmed. Just, just, to, just to butt in there, you just said peasantries instead of pleasantries. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. It's going to be that kind of show. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it was crazy weekend. Just absolutely uh, kind of overwhelmed by everything, to be honest. Like, uh, I checked in. I didn't have much of a chance to get on social media, like, like uh, in the group and all that stuff. And when I finally checked in, like, on Saturday night, I had, like, 400 and something messages. I was like, ah, <laughs> Flush. I was like, oh, dear. Mark all as red. <laughs> Pretty much, like, but for the most part, no, like, I, I, I saw all the main panels, and it was, yeah, I'm still uh, still spinning, man. It's been a bit of a hectic, really busy weekend, but I was glad I was able to see uh, most of the cool stuff. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I Friday at work was crazy, because you know, the whole morning, I was, of course, preoccupied with thoughts of the Episode Nine trailer. And I was just getting more and more nervous and watching the clock and it was ticking by so slowly. And then I get an email, no jokes, just like really just before the episode nine panel going, uh, meeting request. And I was like, oh no, 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 no. Thankfully it was at two 30 in the afternoon. So I, I could sit and watch the panel in its entirety, but for just one hot minute, I thought that I was a, I was done for, that I'd have to get up and, and abandon ship and, and not watch the panel or trailer. But man, 
Uh, Saturday, I you know what? Saturday, I kind of didn't pay attention a whole lot. I was present in the groups and stuff like that, just kicking things around, but I didn't get to sit back and watch any of the panels or uh, the live stream. I just couldn't do it. I just had so much going on. And then Sunday was sort of the same deal. Like, I carved out time for Mandalorian and Clone Wars. But it's like, the kids wanted nothing to no part of it. They want the computer. They want to play this. They want me to do this with them. It was, it was, it was, uh, <laughs> it was a challenge to kind of pay attention to it all. But uh, let's, let's just quickly, well, as tradition dictates, we must talk about our collecting updates. If we have any, Corey, do you've got, do you have anything? No, nope, no, sir. I was definitely paying attention to what was going on this weekend there, but uh, no, nope, nothing on my end. How about you, Carlos? Nothing for me. Well, it's a clean sweep then, because I, I got nothing either. But I guess we could substitute what we did not get for what we might get in the future. Now, Carlos, do you want to update us on some of the happenings in Lego World? Carlos is not happy. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, you know, I've been talking a lot about the uh, the May the 4th, uh, the UCS uh, Tanta 4. Yep. Um and unfortunately we're getting a Tantive Four, but it's and it's a May the Fourth exclusive, but it's not considered a UCS set. Um, mm. and I'm extremely, extremely disappointed with the price in Canadian dollars for this set. Yeah, it's up there, isn't it? Like pushing three hundred with tax, it'll be over three hundred if if you yeah. don't if you don't use your VIP points or any other type of discount. Exactly. It's so it's two uh, two hundred and seventy Canadian dollars for seventeen hundred pieces, uh, and that hurts. Uh, yeah, it's not pretty uh, at all, uh, especially in cons- in in direct competition with last year's May the Fourth, which was a UCS the Y wing with uh, two hundred more pieces uh, for two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not. It, it, look, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I think that the the, the model itself is gorgeous. I think that uh, the the minifig selection is is decent. Uh, you get a, a first time exclusive Bail Organa, which is awesome. It actually, looks like Jimmy Smith, which is freaking awesome. Um, but other than that, uh, it's it's leaving me wanting something else. Um, like a cheaper price. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's that, but it's also uh, it's not UCS. I, I, I remember I said at the beginning of the year I want to get into the UCS stuff. Yeah, for sure. And the fact that this is not labeled UCS, I don't even think it has the plaque that most of the UCS sets have. Uh, and not only that, uh, even the Porg and the BB-8 had a plaque. Uh, and I'm assuming that uh, the Yoda bust is going to have a plaque as well. So uh, we're getting a Yoda bust probably in November this year. So, um, yeah, it's a little disappointing, man. It's a little disappointing. Uh, I'll probably come around to it l- a little bit later. But my my initial reaction is uh, what I'm sharing with you and what I shared with uh, Tim from the Nerd Room on Twitter. Uh, I'm uh, I'm taken a bit back by the price and kind of turned off on it right now. Yeah, so you're you're right, Carlos. That that Tanta Four is a little underwhelming in terms of the value, but yep. it it is a good looking set. It doesn't have that. It doesn't have the UCS look, but it's ah oh boy. For me, it's it's uh, it's it's a little 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I don't know. I like the branding, the UCS branding. You know, it's a little shallow of me, but uh, the fact that this is not branded UCS kind of it kind of hurts. Yeah, I don't, I'm not I, gonna I, lie. Yeah. I mean, has has any UCS set been announced? No, so far nothing. Hmm. So far nothing. So what we're the the good news about being right about the Tanta Four uh, and uh, the leaks is that we are gonna probably we're we're this much closer to getting that Imperial Star Destroyer uh, as a UCS. Now, is it gonna be UCS? Is it gonna be a playset? Like I don't know now. Like, is it gonna be a master build series? Is it gonna be collector series? Who knows anymore? What Lego's doing with uh, with all these things? So. It's tough uh, to put a finger on it, but um, at least we know that you know that Star Destroyer rumor is is closer to reality today than it was a few days ago. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, man. I I, I hope we do get at least one UCS set, and if if you're gonna do it, I mean, a Star Destroyer, you, you could do worse things than to go with the Star Destroyer. Ah, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we got a bunch of looks at. Um, you know, some, some of the merch coming out later this year. The I'll run it down stuff. quickly. So, sorry, what's that? The Hasbro stuff. Yeah, a whole lot of Hasbro stuff. So, yeah, looks really good. Whew, so, a, a bunch of Black Series figures. We're getting Obi Wan Kenobi Padawan. That's from Phantom yeah, Menace, that looks of course. Sweet. Uh, we saw Ezra Bridger, which comes with this staple gun lightsaber, plus the, uh, I guess that's the cadet stormtrooper helmet. Uh, we get a look at Chopper with a couple extra legs and wheels. Uh, we get BT-1, which <laughs> the, the the two murder droids that tag along with Dr. Aphra. That, those look pretty sweet. And, of course, Dr. Aphra herself, all six-inch Black Series scale. And then one that kind of caught everybody off guard on oh, Friday, yeah. which made sense later that day. But there's going to be an Emperor Palpatine Black Series figure with the throne. Which kind of threw nice. everybody for a loop. I said, well, that's a, that's kind of an odd addition to the collection for this time of year. Except it's not. <laughs> and we'll get to that later. Uh, <laughs> Will we? <laughs> I hope so. Uh, the archive line is going to grow this year with Darth Maul and Yoda, a biker scout, and Anakin Skywalker from Re- Revenge of the Sith. They, those sweet. all look great. Uh, are you going to pick those up, Corey? Yeah, I'm like looking at all of them right now. Like definitely the first six you had mentioned there, like everyone in that wave I want so badly. And then yeah, these guys too look great. At least Anakin, ah, all of them. I can't leave one of them out. <laughs> you got Rob Williams right there, packaged. That's yeah. true. We we can all get a Rob Williams figure. That's amazing. I, I the big one. I, I want to say it here, man. Come on, Hondo baby. Like when I saw that, I was just like blown away. But it looks like it's coming in part of a like a special edition with like Chewie and Ray for some reason. Yeah, that that's a it's a uh, Galaxy's Edge exclusive series pack. So I guess you'll only find this at you know, unfortunately at uh, at Galaxy's Edge, but it it's a pack with Hondo with two Porgs, Island Training Ray and Chewbacca. Eventually the Hondo will, will be available individually, but for now in that set we will have to wait. Uh there's a, a pack of droids with uh, BB-8, C-3PO, R2, and some other weird-looking dude. Don't that know. guy, I mean, I guess he's going to have a big part in this next film, I would think, no? I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
Sometimes you can just get these weird looking random chop shop type droids. Uh, there's going to be a Black Series Luke Skywalker X-Wing pilot helmet, which looks super rad. I was never a fan of, of the Poe Dameron helmet for whatever reason, but the the Luke helmet looks dope. I might I might have to pull the trigger on that one at some point. It's the interior. And then, oh, this one's going to kill me. The San Diego Comic-Con 2019 exclusive Boba Fett. Ooh. Yeah, it's going to be sweet. Ooh. Because you know that's going to be the one to find for the 40th anniversary line of Empire. Yep. That's going to be the X-Wing Luke of this of the 40th anniversary Empire line. Oh, man. It's going to be tough to get this one. I, I can already see myself dropping whatever it takes to get that figure. It's not for you. Oh, I'll get it. I'll get it, Corey. I will. Uh, gosh, you know what? <laughs> I don't want to talk a big game just yet. I could easily see that going for 300 bucks US. And uh, I I cannot do that. Yeah, like look at what happened this weekend with the, um, was it Apprentice Obi-Wan and Maul, 20th anniversary Phantom Menace. Like people, I, I saw people all, all weekend saying, what the hell? Like right away online, just ridiculous prices right off the bat now. For sure. That's that. Uh, is anybody surprised by that? Uh, I really would like to get my hands on one of those. That's what she said. One day, my <laughs> friend. Well, I, I'm sure we will see those figures in stores. Like we saw, we're going to get them all in the archive line. <laughs> you can always get that one. And of course, then you'll have Kenobi as a Padawan, which is it's essentially the same figure. Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's also going to be a San Diego Comic-Con 2019 exclusive Darth Vader prototype figure. This one's trippy. It's Vader, but the figure is all different sorts of colors. So, like, you've got one yellow leg and one orange leg, a purple torso, an orange arm, a blue arm, and a red red helmet. Or, like, maybe there's variations of this figure. Yeah, Yeah, it says it comes in tons of color combinations. So this this is a weird looking set, but it, it's cool, and it's going to be a, a, a unique, obviously exclusive figure. So, uh, you know, if you if you want to get your hands on that one, either be at SDCC or get get your big fat pocketbook ready. And still with the SDCC exclusives, there's going to be a Luke Skywalker pack, which will figure uh, which will have Luke with the stormtrooper armor. Uh, Jedi Knight Luke and X-Wing Pilot Luke. Now these are in the three and three quarter inch uh, vintage collection style. They look great though. But again, it looks nice. That that packaging too is is so sweet. It's exactly the same sort of packaging as the Afra with her droids, with her murder droids. Yeah. So that that will be hot as well. These all really, really have me excited, but it's going to be, it's going to be tough to get your hands on these. All right, so that is it for the collecting. Uh, let's let's dive headlong here into some of the big news. Uh, right before Celebration actually kicked off, this was on Friday at a Disney event. Kathleen Kennedy talked about the Star Wars movies from on the big screen going into a bit of a hiatus after Episode Nine, which I don't think surprises anybody, but it's still a talking point. It's still something to discuss. So she said to EW.com, We're going to take a hiatus for a couple of years, and we're taking the time to really look at where this saga is going from the standpoint of a saga. 
And then from us speaking from EW.com, she said the Creative Brain Trust will take that time to map out a wider narrative strategy. Quote, we're not just looking at what the next three movies might be or talking about this in terms of a trilogy. We're looking at what is the next decade of storytelling. So that's really the gist of it. So it's like taking a taking a page out of Marvel's book almost playing the long game, making sure that all the films can make sense in the same universe. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it hurts me to hear that, you know, because we're, now we're looking at 2022 at the earliest. I mean, did she really? But that's OK, man. Yeah, that's OK. okay. It's OK. She's had a couple of years. So I guess technically it could be 2021. Let's get I'm keeping my fingers crossed for that. But it could be 2023 before we see another one. And that yes, that is okay. I'd rather they pl- plan this carefully and get it right and, and treat us to something that much more special. At the same time, ugh. <laughs> three years before another film. Uh, how does this all make you feel, Carlos? Not happy. Not happy, eh? <laughs> no, it's the opposite of what I wanted. Yeah. It's- it's literally the opposite of what I was hoping. All, all I'll say is they better get that Disney service really pumping. That's what yeah. they've got to do. For sure. Can I just say, can I just say this one thing, though? Sure. Um, I was angry when I heard that. and But then I started uh, getting the news, like just listening to some of the stuff that's coming out, like we're going to talk about it, obviously with the Mandalorian and uh, the clone. Like I'm, I'm so pumped for Clone Wars. Like you have no idea. I've never been this pumped for Clone Wars before. Nice. Uh, it looks fabulous. Yeah. Have you seen so, the whole series now? Uh, no, I haven't. I, I think I'm missing uh, a season and a half. Cool. Right now, so I, I still get to uh, get to experience that with my virgin eyes, which is awesome. And um, yeah, but I'm really, really looking forward to it. So it kind of, you know, lessens a little bit the anticipation for the movies that I want. But once I'm done binging that, I'm going to want that sh- that stuff again. <laughs> so it's like probably a temporary uh, appeasement at this at this moment right now. I don't know. We'll see. This still, I mean, celebration still goes tomorrow. So who knows? Who knows what we'll learn? I mean, I don't know what they could announce at this point that will really scratch Kenobi. the itch that we're looking for. Kenobi, that could that could be it. Let's hope so. In fact, as as people start listening to this on the main feed, which you should not be doing, you should be listening to this on the Patreon feed. Um, maybe <laughs> we've already got news. Maybe we already have news of a Kenobi series and we're all going to be dancing on the rooftops. Uh, but Kathleen also revealed that Benioff and Weiss are actually working very closely with Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. Which I know, I heard that. That's awesome. Really interesting. She said, as they finish Game of Thrones, they're going to seg- segue into Star Wars. They're working very closely with Ryan. I-, I love that. I love that these guys who seemingly are making sagas disconnected from each other are looking at making having some connective tissue, which is well, That's great. what she was just mentioning earlier, right? Like, the whole entire narrative has to make sense. And when you start dropping bits and pieces from, like, past stories or, like, as fans, we kind of pick up on that kind of easily, you know? Yeah. Not, ne- not necessarily all the time, but for the most part, we're like, oh, like we get it, you know? Absolutely. 
what else did she say here? She said, so going, continuing with EW.com's piece, it says, This December's Episode 9, now known as The Rise of Skywalker, will mark a conclusion to the Skywalker saga, she said. And with books, comics, TV shows, and movies mining every moment of that era for stories, it may be time to venture into distant timelines. It'll still be a galaxy far, far away, but the new tales may be set an even longer time ago. And then she says, quote, Spoilers! Yes, absolutely. I think that's absolutely on the horizon, she said. We're looking at whether we can move massively in one direction or of the or the other, I think she meant. It's still Star Wars, and holding on to the DNA of what George created is still very important to us. I think this is a huge opportunity to step into the galaxy in a little bit different part of the timeline, Kennedy added. So I think there's a confirmation that we are moving away from this era of Star Wars. And I guess it's, the ball is still up in the air as to whether or not that's long ago, longer ago, or a little bit uh, more recent. I have no thoughts on that just just yet, and I, I don't really care to get into it just now. Uh, but what else have we got here? Uh, yeah, I guess we can now talk about Disney+. Plus, and we'll slowly, slowly leak our way into the actual content coming. But it's launching this fall. They had their investors event on Friday. Or was it Thursday? I don't know. Don't come here for information. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I, I love... They, they showed a picture of the interface, which looked fantastic. It had the Mandalorian header at the top, which made everybody super happy, including the Mandalorian logo. Mwah. Beautiful. What do you guys think? This, this Disney Plus service, I know the three of us have already all committed to it, but it's $6.99 a month. For all of that, there's no tears to speak of yet, and just the the massive amounts of content. Like, were, were, did your heart go soaring with this news? Well, I mean, I kind of expected it. I mean, we had heard not too long ago, maybe a month or two ago, you know, they're going to have the Nat Geo and uh, all kinds of other things. But I definitely expected them to have all their own products for the most part, have access to a, a great number of films and original original uh, productions and whatnot starting with the Mandalorian. So, I mean, it's uh, the price points right there, right. Kind of what they had said as well. You know, they said that we'd be probably coming in a little cheaper than Netflix, which is the case. It's 699 us. So it's going to come to about what, about nine bucks here or something like that. Well, I think Netflix Canada and us was, I think they were both the same price point. I mean, now the, the price is bumped up. I think I pay 1399 now. Yeah, same here. So that's it. It's about three bucks cheaper than Netflix. Well, I think I think everybody's got bumped, but it yeah, it will be it will be a, a few dollars cheaper than Netflix at least to start. Like it, I don't think it'll be very long before that price starts bumping up, and they say, oh well, you know, we're trying to produce new content, and that costs money, and blah blah. We're improving the service. Please give us more. That will happen well, for they, sure. They they said from the beginning that it was going to be the entry level for Disney Plus was going to be less than Netflix. Yeah. So yeah. when I saw that first, the, the the initial price, I was like, okay, good. Well, they're sticking by that at least for now. That's for it. now, but I don't. <laughs> get, think, I, I don't think it's going to be that crazy. Like they don't need. They like why? What's the word I'm looking for? They're, they're, you don't need to be that greedy. If you're going to price it right, people are going to pay month after month after month. And not even think about cancel. They'll cancel every other streaming service before yours because you're priced right. Yeah, you'll you'll just have the sheer volume of people 
Yeah, that's where you make your money. It's going to be on the volume and the consistency, right? Like, you don't want turnover. You want people to get on and stay on. Oh, yeah. At, at that Definitely, price, would, here's would... the kicker. So you can pay, if you pay annually, it's it's basically getting two months for free. Nice. So it's it's 70 bucks for the whole year. 70 mm. bucks for the whole year. Yeah, that's great. That is crazy. You buy Cable providers in Canada are, are they're pooping themselves. Oh, they yeah, so is be. Netflix. They they all need to be very very concerned. Like my wife and I have already decided it's over for our our cable package. They keep jacking up the price for absolutely no reason. So this this later this summer. Are you with the B or the V? I am with the B. Yeah, well, there you go. They but they've both done it. I we we went we're now with the B because we were before that we were with the V and not happy, and. Uh, yeah, they they all do the same thing. It's just just in a different order. But eventually, they all jack your price up. You go, why? What? Why has my price gone up? And they have no explanation. They just do it because they can. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just uh, I'm happy just with my internet service. Yeah. So very soon, actually, I told my wife I'm ready now. You know, like uh, our our hockey team is done for the year. I, as much as I love to watch the playoffs. 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 Uh, I am absolutely fine if if we turn off that service right now and just stick with Netflix for the rest of of the spring, summer, fall. And on November 12th, baby. Day one. Day one. Launch that. And I, you know what? Because we'll still need the the cable provider and internet provider is the same company. It'll be be very interesting to see how nicely they play with, with the Disney service. It, they'll be True. doing it with gritting teeth. Yeah, it's like fine. We'll cancel your cable and still provide you internet. Oh, but now your internet rate. Oh, look, it's just gone up double. Oops. Well, especially with the B, uh, they have the they have that knack of like, oh, you want two services? You're getting a deal. But as soon as you get rid of one of those services, it's like you're paying for both anyways. Yeah. So that you know what I have. We said I'll switch again. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think, I think that's the key. You know what? As somebody who's uh, who's uh, like a loyal, very loyal, I found it very difficult uh, to uh, change uh, car insurance. Like I, I was with one company and I stuck with one company, and uh, because that's the the type of person that I am. But you know what? Um, my friend is uh, not my friend. Sorry, it's actually my cousin who's uh, uh, a private insurance broker. And he told me you should change every year because you'll always get the best price if you're changing every year. Well, as long as you, your driving record stays clean, every year you should change. And it's it's probably the same with the cable providers. Well, every year, every without fail, once a year, those cable providers come door to door with somebody offering up $99 for the first you know three months and you get this, this, this. this. Oh, my God. Is, are you crazy? That, that, what an insane deal. Yes, I'm in. If you do that every year, yeah, sure, they're going to keep coming to your house once a year. And, you know, that takes up like eight hours of your day. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and, you know, they, they, they pick up. It's a kind of a pain in the ass, to be to be completely honest, where they switch out all the wiring. And, yeah, it sucks. Yeah. But, you know what? If it saves you several hundred bucks a year, it's probably worth it. Oh, definitely worth it. Definitely. So, yeah. It's it's a day one buy for me, for for the Disney Plus. Yeah, it looks gorgeous too, right? Like yeah. we could say that. Like even though it's, it's a com- 
it's a computer rendering. We don't know if it's the actual interface, but what what they're presenting us is like clean and streamlined. It has a Netflix feel to it. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's good. I like that's the way what I was gonna that. say. It looks like it looks like a, a cleaner version of Netflix. Well, it yeah, that those interfaces all vary depending on what you look at. Like it, my my phone, like I don't have two interfaces that are the same. It's different yeah. on my phone to my iPad, uh, to my laptop, the desktop. And, yeah, uh, my TVs. I have my my TVs all have like Netflix apps built in. They look different. My cable box has a Netflix app. It looks different. They're all sorted very differently, but yeah, I, I love the way this is organized. It's you know, there's five icons. You want to watch Dis- a Disney movie, a Pixar movie, a Marvel movie, a Star Wars movie, or a Nat Geo, and that's that makes it real easy to dive in and just start, start branching out from there. It looks what fabulous. about original programming and television as well? They must they must have uh, going to be able to offer that as well. Well, yeah, like, no, it's it's under the banners. So yeah. if you want the new Star Wars stuff, you click on Star Wars, bam. No, but not necessarily. Like, I, let's say, take for example, uh, I don't know, a show that's on ABC. Like, ABC, Disney owns ABC. I don't know. You probably find that under under the Disney icon, I would assume. Hmm. Or like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I assume will be on here, but you'd probably right. find that under Marvel. Yeah, yes. exactly. Everything has its own banner, right? So. Yep. Uh, look, I'm, I'm so excited for it. So excited for it. Yeah, the times they are changing. Absolutely. Yeah. And cable should be shuddering here. <laughs> All right. Uh, what have we got here? Did you guys pay any attention to the video game panels this weekend? I watched the trailer for... Uh... All in Jedi? Yeah. Looks pretty good, right? Yeah, it looks, looks cool. I'm I mean, always done with that kind of storyline. Sympathize. It's very it, well. We we kind of went there with it's it's a very Kanan storyline, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Plus, you got the Inquisitor. Yeah, how about that? It was. I thought that was pretty cool. Like Charles Sewell, he tweeted about that, and I I don't know if he knew because the tone of his tweet sounded like he didn't know. Yeah. Uh, but the the main villain in in this game is the Purge Troopers. As well as the second sister, the the Inquisitor, right? Which he introduced in he says he said in Star Wars issue nineteen or Darth Vader issue nineteen. Yeah, Vader issue nineteen. He was super stoked about that, and so like the that's the as far as we know the main villains for this game. But we only saw um, like cutscene type footage. We didn't see actual gameplay footage. But we, what we know is it's it's a third person action game, which is which will be a different look. I'm I'm glad to get away from first person shooter style. Uh, wh- what was your takeaway, Corey? What did you like or dislike about this? Are you are you in or are you just gonna kind of? Pull out uh, I don't the know. I'd love points? to get it. I'd love to get a chance to play it, but like you know how it is with video games these days, it's pretty hard to get around to it. But yeah, I'm definitely curious, especially the. Uh, I think this is right up your alley in the sense that it's it's, a, it's got story mode, right? This and... this yeah, that's the big thing. This game is all single player story mode, no multiplayer, no microtransactions. It's just a straight ahead, honest to goodness video game. I and Which, I hope uh, it stays that way. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely curious because they can jam pack a lot of stuff in these things. So yeah, I mean. Looks looks like a lot of fun, man, and looks like it's going to be a good story. So, in the least, at least watch once someone finishes the game and can compile all the footage. 
kind of watch the movie. Yeah, or you could just like jump on a uh, on a Twitch stream and just watch somebody play. But yeah, it looks really really cool. Exploring that Revenge of the Sith Rogue One, you know, eighteen year gap. That's pretty wild. And it's, but maybe maybe in this one too, maybe there's possible different outcomes, you know, because of every different choice you make. Well, it does have that open world effect to it, right? So, so you'll get to decide. I think I heard them say that you'll get to decide where you get to go and when. So, like, I don't think the game follows necessarily this linear path where you go from this planet to that one to that one and you have to do it. I think you get to choose a little bit and, and like, form your own adventure type thing, which I think is super rad. That was the impression I got. That's that's what I believe is happening here. But, yeah, I, I'm definitely excited to check this out. It's The guy's name is Cal Kestis, and he's a, a Padawan who was lucky enough to have survived Order 66. And he's taken refuge on a planet called Bracca, which I think is, until now, an unheard of planet. We've not met this planet before. Uh, He meets a couple of friends along the way. BD-1 is his little droid, which they call Buddy. And uh, I forget how they pronounce her name, but it's C-E-R-E. Seri? I don't know. She Anyway, she's a former Jedi as well, and he be, she becomes a bit of a mentor to, to Cal. So I, uh, I, I've got really... I'm happy about this. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. It also comes out in mid-November, three days later after the Disney Plus service launches. So November 15th, we can look forward to this. And um, one of the like one of the coolest things they also said is is they described it as as a game where you have to use your brain, like it's not a button masher type game. So you're you're gonna have to learn how to adapt to different enemies. You're gonna have to learn how to use the environment around you. Choose when to use the force and when not to. Like I could see it being like a Grand Theft Auto in the sense you don't want the police chasing you, right? So don't be busting out that lightsaber or like levitating things. Well, that's what gets him in trouble in the first place. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, he's he's just kind of living out his life on Bracca when it looks like what what kind of incites the whole thing is that he uses the force to try and save somebody who was you know having like there was a workplace accident type thing. He uses the force to save the person and, and in doing so catches the attention of the wrong people. Looks like the empire. And off he's he's off and running. But interestingly, the guy who plays and I'm I'm looking at the footage and you know how sometimes you see these guys, the, the video game face, and you hear the voice, and you're like, I know that guy. Who's the actor? I could not place it, but it's Cameron Monaghan who plays, uh, I know him as Jerome Valeska, a.k.a. the Joker on the ongoing Gotham series. Mm. Mm. And then, of course, once that got spoiled for him, I was like, oh, oh my god, of course it's him. Like, hear, hear it and see it right away. But yeah, he's, he's uh, hey, good for him, man. He is now part of Star Wars canon. So look for that November 15th, uh, PC, PS4, Xbox One. It's going to be on all those platforms. And they also gave us the Vader Immortal first look, which I'm less interested in. But I I didn't know this. Did you know that Scott Lawrence, a.k.a. uh, Jarek Yeager, does the voice of Darth Vader? Really? And apparently he's done it before in other games. I had no idea. So he'll be resuming that as well. And uh, Maya Rudolph does the voice of Zoe 3, who is a droid. So that, I mean, that, I would love to play it just to just to have that, just to support those two. Yeah, that's yeah a, those this, are some big names. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but I, I'm admittedly less interested in having to 
invest in the whole VR thing at this point. Just not terribly stoked to go there yet. But uh, the game looks cool, and they got David S. Goyer and some other dude to write the whole thing, so it's it's going to be a little bit weighty. But yeah, we'll leave that as it is. We'll wait to hear more on that before making any further choices. Uh, how about the Clone Wars stuff, guys? That was the late Sunday big ticket. You, want, you guys want to talk about the Clone Wars stuff? Sure. Yeah, you sure? I mean, yeah, yeah whatever. I mean, I found it very... <laughs> I mean, not much to say. We didn't get all that much. Like, to me, it seems like a very, what I will say, it seems very Ahsoka-centric. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that was absolutely. the f- first thing. I, that's what I was hoping for with this season, that it, it would really focus on Ahsoka. It sounded like it would do that, but this confirmed it. I mean, from the from the teaser poster, which had her markings painted on, on a clone helmet, right through to the poster that they're giving out at this event, It this is very Ahsoka-centric, and I am so here for that, man. Bring yeah, it, it on. It brings new meaning to like, especially like the end of the trailer where like basically you hear Maul saying like, I don't want you. I wanted Obi-Wan, you know, like, why are you here? Kind of it just, it lends itself very well to uh, Twilight of the Apprentice where he finally sees her again. And he's like, Lady Tano, like for sure. I don't know. Absolutely. Carlos, you were saying before that you were so stoked for Clone Wars. So what did you pull out of this panel and all this stuff? Like, what caught your eye? What's got you so super excited? Um, can I just say that uh, the, the panel itself didn't really do anything for me uh, as, as much as um, listening to Ashley Eckstein and... Um, Sam and and what's the other guy's name? The the one who does all the the, the clones. Uh, D. Bradley Baker. D. Bradley yeah. Baker. Yeah. So uh, just listening to them talk about it and and getting a little bit of a behind the scenes look at the way they do things. Um, I mean, this is not my first time watching a panel, but it just it kind of felt different. But I'll be honest, the initial moment for me that kind of sold me on it was. Uh, watching Ashley Eckstein give that kid Adrian a hug at the beginning of the panel. Yeah, for sure. That that for me gave me all the chills. And uh, I, already, if you didn't think that Ahsoka Tano was a sympathetic character, that just put it over the top. Um, so she's so good, eh? Like, oh my god, she's, she's she reminds so me good. of like a younger Linda Cardellini. Uh, there's just, just something beautiful about that. I just, oh man, I want to marry that face. <laughs> there's just something about that face that's like, I'll, yeah, I'll do the dishes. I, I don't care. What, what, what do you need? Like, uh, let's let's just figure this out. Anyways, uh, that's just a little sidetrack into the mind of Cardos. But um, yeah, no, that for me, that that's that's the thing that really uh, made it. Uh, super. Um, how can I say it? I just it opened up a door for me emotionally uh, to let these people in, uh, not the characters, but the actual actors. And now yeah. I feel invested. It's a very tight cast. Like that group has always seemed to travel as a pack, and they're they're, yeah. they're very much. They they always say they're they're kind of like family now. And they they did a show for like six seasons. There and now a seventh. And you know they've been doing this together since 2005 you know that that's a big chunk of time and they're out of their career and their life 
They know each other super well, and this is a big part of their life. And, you know, they, they owe it to the fans. Like, they say it. Like, you guys made this happen. You guys bugged us so much for Clone Wars that, you know, that they kind of, we kind of left, we were left no choice. We had to do this. And Seeing Rex it. and Cody and stuff was pretty emotional, too. Like, that photograph of them, or whatever he's looking at. Yeah, he's talking about how them. they've lost so many and blah, blah, blah. I've seen someone in my brothers go. Uh, Echo fives heavy but it looks very like i think the the opening arc if i'm not mistaken was going to be the bad batch which they touched we saw in animatics like there was a unfinished arc of episodes after the the main run ended so these guys are are basically genetically modified clones to have different purposes different abilities they're they're almost like they're a strike team a swat team of clone troopers but it almost it's almost like I, I can't really find any type of similar aspect, but it's, you know, you've got like the strong man and the weapons expert and the bomb guy and, you know, the, the stealthy guy there. It's really, really cool in that, in that regard. And they're all a little bit off kilter mentally. <laughs> so this is, that's going to be a really cool episode or really cool arc to start things off with. And, uh, but then once I think once we get through that, then we dive into full on Ahsoka stuff, and this is this will pick up in the months, I guess, weeks and months after she left the Jedi Order, and like really the trailer kind of picks up there. If you know, it centers us there right away with Ahsoka, those moments at the end of season five when she when she walks away, we get that footage in black and white, and she kind of backs out. And then it sort of brings us all back into focus as to where we're going. And it looks so good. I'm so The animation so looks quite different too, I find. It did, well, it looks more refined for sure. Yeah, it definitely looks cleaner. Yeah. Look, looks more detailed. The eye, it's a lot of it's the eye. When you watch the old episodes, sometimes when the actors are looking at people and things, you can tell they're like, you can tell there's like an emptiness to the eyes. So in the trailer, I kind of noticed that the character eyes are are much better this time around. But you know, one of the other things that grabbed me about this trailer was just like the Coruscant cityscape, all the like the sounds of the speeders and ships that almost pulled right out of Attack of the Clones. That all that like that old like the the this not the the music, but the soundtrack that they used was just so prequel. It totally struck those nerves. And it was it was great to hear, great to see. But Corey, what what else what else uh, jumped it at you about the trailer? Uh, like you said, I, I like the the way it really did focus on Ahsoka from like start to finish. Like you had said, the beginning starts black and white, where you know she's giving Anakin her uh, her braid back there or whatever it is, saying I can't come back. I need to figure this out on my own. Right to the point where she is back. He hooks her up with the two sabers. And he's like, they're even better than ever, you know. And I, then now, she sees that was interesting, that. though, right? Because it looks like her the same hilts, but now that now it's got now it's blue blades now instead of the green. Mm-hmm. Well, you said Anakin says something like, "I made a few modifications, or they've had some custom work, or something along those lines." As good as they were before, now maybe a better. little better. Yeah, but uh, also when the the doors open to unveil her. And they're all having, they all have the helmets, right? 
Yeah, that's a, that's a great moment when Anakin actually gives her. I think it's the 332nd. If I'm not I'm mistaken, not sure. but yeah, they're they're they've all got the helmet with with her face painted on it. It looks looks fantastic, man. And and during the panel, they said that the the Siege of Mandalore panel or that that arc, like that's the story that Dave thought about the most over the last decade. So I can't wait. And it, he's like, it's, it's all him. It's all him. So I can't wait to see how that plays out. Yeah, seriously. There's, there's so much story to tell there. There's, there's a little snippet of it in the Ahsoka novel, but that's real. it's the end of it. So I think unless they steamroll that, which I doubt, uh, we know how it ends, but I can't wait to see how they, how they give us the whole shebang. Cause also we like, they, they talked about how, Dave had like he he didn't really get to do a big lightsaber battle as he wanted, and so they said, "Well, you know what? Uh, let's let's get Ray Park involved." And so they just brought him in, and he actually does the mocap for Maul in this big, huge lightsaber fight that he has with Ahsoka. Yeah, it's gonna be that's it. Like that's the best part. Like it's gonna be him and Ahsoka in this lightsaber battle that you had said like. Throughout the, he said the whole the whole series they had had plenty of lightsaber fights, but nothing of this epic and grand scale. So I'm pretty sure we're going to be in for something pretty amazing here. A hundred percent. And like Whitworth said, that this is the favorite. This is the favorite thing he's done with Maul. Yeah. Of all the the Maul stuff he's done, this is his favorite stuff. And he said that's that, crazy. He said this arc is shocking. I don't know what that means. I don't know if it's hyperbole. But he said it's absolutely shocking. And well, put it this way, I would think we don't know what's going to happen necessarily, but I think one thing is certain that you know we know Maul lives, and he's uh, had a crimson dawn at this point when we see him in Solo. So I'm pretty sure, like whatever happens at the end of this, like he's still gonna. I don't think he's going to be the loser per se. You know. Well. Uh... Like he'll be maybe I think all parties will be licking their wounds and then probably order 66 might kick in and then all parties can kind of like kind of get forgotten about almost. Well, I think six order 66 happens concurrently with Siege of Mandalore. So that's it. So that would make sense. And then after that fight, so spoilers, I'm going to ruin the Ahsoka book and, uh, you know, the end of this siege of mandalore i can see the series ending on this note where uh it's ahsoka she's realized that something has happened to the jedi across the galaxy she can no longer sense anakin she can't sense obi-wan i don't think she knows exactly what happened maybe they'll flesh that out we'll see what she does that she does see about order 66 but she fakes her own death she like she takes her lightsabers and she buries them in a grave and they like same with rex they kind of just fake their own death so that they can all go their own way so i i can very much see this this season ending on that note it's not going to end with obi-wan and vader right it's it's going to end with it's if it starts with ahsoka it's probably going to finish with her so i can very much see them ending this that that season 
a bit of a downer with Ahsoka kind of heading out on her own. Which yeah, I mean, oof, that'll be a tearjerker, and it'll, it'll be like season five when she walks away. But there'll be this this time around, it'll be a bit have a bit more finality to it. I think there's just gonna be a lot more there too. We like we know Filoni. Like you said, Kyle, like if he's been working on this and it's been at the f- forefront of his mind for this long, the guy's just a master storyteller to me. Like I, I full on respect. And I wanted to also, also mention, I watched the season finale of uh, season one finale of Avatar, and it is him who directs that last uh, arc there, the Northern, Northern Tribe, whatever, the Siege of the Northern Tribe. And it was super awesome. Yeah, he did so, so much similarity to Star Wars. It's crazy. Yeah, Avatar is really good, man. Uh, yeah, they pulled out all the stops with this trailer, though. Like they they dropped in uh, Bo Katan. We saw her in there. Saw a, bu- a whole bunch more Mandalorians. It looks wild. They really hit us with a whole bunch of real big looking action. It just it looks it looks super cinematic. Fantastic now, stuff. I like the way Ahsoka looks too. Like. There's a difference, Anakin too. Well, how, how about Mace Windu? Yeah, he looks. He's. I hope we get that moment that we had in the Tart uh, Tarkovsky uh, series where he's facing down that army. You know, looks like he's gonna have his chance. I think we're gonna get that. Sure, looks like we're gonna get that moment where where Mace Windu gets to really flex his muscles and and take out a whole droid army. That'll be cool because uh, you know what. We we haven't got a lot of whole lot of Mace Windu kicking kicking ass in the last few years. I wonder if they got Sam Jackson back to do the voice. That would be pretty cool. Okay, we heard it, didn't we? A little bit. Did he speak in this trailer? I think I heard him. That'd be pretty wild. Yeah, we also saw we saw the Pike Syndicate in this, so that it might we might touch on Crimson Dawn type stuff. This might for sure. It's it's gonna lead that way, like. Uh, it'll probably be the Maul seeding his empire, kind of, and how he gets away with it, and why the emperor no longer cares. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Oh man, <laughs> it's gonna be so, so good. So I think so, at this point so it's good. safe to assume, though, like the the comic book from Dark Horse that they made canon, and kind of like, uh, you know, pulled into the Marvel canon of. Oh, what's it called? Son of Dathomir? Yeah, That's... that is the the lone survivor from the Dark Horse era. So I don't know, like that would kind of be almost a way to start this series, right? Breaking him out of uh from the Emperor's possession. Uh maybe. I mean, you, you, they don't have a ton of time, right? They say this was 12 episodes. Yeah, 12 episodes is what they said. And so that's not a ton of time. So I don't know if they're going to waste any of that time adapting something that already exists. Like maybe, maybe it'll be a a Tom Kane narration. That Darth Maul has been broken out of, uh, I forget, I forget what the name he was at. He's at one of those infamous prisons. Yeah. I can't, (laughs) I can't think of it. Mandalore under siege. You sound more like Don Pardo than Tom Kane. <laughs> but yeah, that looks great, man. They're pulling out all the stops with this. I can't wait to see it. 
the only the only thing I didn't either I didn't catch it or they didn't mention it is if this would be available day one on Disney Plus. Yeah, they didn't they didn't say that. Hmm. I think they're gonna stagger their stuff, man. It's it's the smart way to go. Even if it's not what we want, it's the smarter way to go. Because we let's face it, we we know now that we have this gap in the films to to deal with. Let's, uh, you know, we need someone to save us from ourselves and, and space this out so we have things to, to chew on and digest while we well, wait. We, yeah, no, not to interrupt. While we wait, you're right. But it, it, there's the thing is, we know we, we're getting at least two seasons of The Mandalorian. We're getting the Cassian Andor. We're getting uh, 12 episodes of The Clone Wars. We're getting season two of Reb, uh, Resistance. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. So that's prob- potentially three years of content <laughs> there's a there's a good amount there but yeah i mean as fast as they can throw it at us we'll we'll consume it and then we'll be like more please more please yeah. that's exactly it it's like you know, more. If, they, if they threw all that more. stuff at, at us we'd be through it in three weeks oh yeah and then they'll say well that's it guys that was it we could have <laughs> fed it to you over a couple of years but we gave it to you all at once because that's what you wanted and now we got nothing else Go read a not book. Happy. Yeah, go read a book. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, we have books. <laughs> Reading. <laughs> Get out of here with oh your God. books and your words. Uh, how about The Mandalorian? Shall we talk about that? Sure. Ooh, man. I, I, this was uncharted territory. Like, we don't know what to expect from like, a, a live action Star Wars series this is the first one i think it's it's important to keep mentioning that this is the first star wars uh, action series and man does it look good holy crap yeah it looks great man it looks good he looks great like that costume is straight like fire man like looks jacked whereas uh, both of that kind of look a little pudgy <laughs> kind of yeah i know what you mean there and the crazy part is like pedro pascal it's not like he's a jacked kind of guy but the posture says everything like yeah. and the the color and just uh, the design of this costume is really something well we, we got a small panel like this is the part of the day i was like okay everybody leave me alone this so this was like midday today on sunday and it, it started off with a with a small panel it was it was feloni with favreau and then they brought out pedro pascal gina carano and carl weathers and that's it. Like it was a real small panel. I liked it. Yeah, it was good. And no, like no host. It was really John Favreau who gu- guided us through that panel. And he, he, he did, did a, a good job, job. Yeah. What can't this guy do? Apparently speaking to a microphone clearly. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing that, that I, I noticed the most about the, the Mandalorian panel. It was a bit better in the Clone Wars panel. But uh, it was tough to uh, to listen to Dave Filoni. And let's be honest. I mean, how, how do you take that guy seriously? How, how Dave Filoni? Any, how does anybody take that guy seriously? What a clown. Whoa, shots fired. <laughs> yeah, he, he, that guy's God, man. Okay, relax there, Turbo. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. No, I, I, no he's great, obviously. And No, but uh, like, I, I kind of get you there, like, kind of like... Like wearing the hat, you know, like you, you got to have some straight up confidence to, to wear that hat. Like, you know, that you, you, or not care. 
yeah, you don't care, but whatever, man. Like you do what you do. Like Lucas really, him and Lucas really worked hand in hand a lot, and Dave just gets it, man. Well, D- Dave like, also likes to troll people. He likes to be coy, and he likes to he likes to answer your questions by not saying anything. I mean, he he, <laughs> he really knows how to talk without saying anything. But we got some, we finally got some character name reveals. So we d- we don't know the Mandalorian's identity, and they might keep it that way based on some, you know, like I, th- I think the uh, the Clint Eastwood movies. Uh, I can't remember the names of them, but like Fistful of Dollars, that Dirty sort of, Harry. Uh, no, Dirty Harry's not part of that trilogy. I don't think. Oh boy, I can't remember it. There's three movies. Oh, it's Frank something. No, no, this this particular character has no name. You never, you never get the guy's name, and so they may do that with with the Pedro Pascal Mandalorian character, uh, or they may not. But they did. They certainly didn't reveal his identity today. And we we've got uh, Cara Dune, who is played by Gina Carano, and Carl Weathers is playing Grief Karga. And man, he Carl Weathers was amped, man, for a guy who's like seventy. He was really excited. He was animated at the panel. He was, he was really full of energy. It was great. It was great to see. It was a man with no name. The man with no name is the character portrayed by Clint Eastwood yeah. in the the Dollars trilogy, which is a fistful of dollars for a few dollars more, and the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, exactly. Thanks. Cool. No problem. Love it. Yeah. So yeah, they may exactly do just that. We never learn this guy's identity. Because there's there's undoubtedly a Western vibe to this whole thing, which they get. We we got that sense from the very very first image of the Mandalorian, right? It looks uh, like the the perfect example of that is him walking through that that circular doorway that opens yeah. with the wind brushing up in his cape, like so Western. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about some of the footage that we saw, but I I thought the panel itself was a little underwhelming. But at the end of the day, the result and what we saw was certainly not. But man, what what was your reaction when they cut away from the live stream to show that footage? Oh, I think you <laughs> saw. I, w- I was serious. Like, really? That's not cool. And even at this point, I haven't seen anything official released for that. It's all been bootlegs, right? Yep. Illegally, I caught it all in the tumbling saber. See? Yeah, well, uh, without naming names, thank you to you guys who posted <laughs> some of the sizzle reel and other other post-panel footage to the social medias. Much, on a much totally, appreciated. Yeah, on a totally unrelated note, I'd really love to uh, thank uh, Steve from San Diego Sabres, who's been really good at posting stuff from Celebration, and Robert Cast and Rick Villanueva, and uh, Cody and Mopar. And uh, David and, and Samuel and Nate from Tatooine Sons. It's just been uh, amazing, amazing. And uh, keep on uh, sending us the bootleg stuff, uh, Steve. Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could edit that, but I, I'll be honest, I probably won't. No, no, we shouldn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because uh, apparently Favreau specifically asked, guys, don't film this. <laughs> There's multiple videos of it online oh come on to our benefit well i guess yeah it's it's, i mean if people want to do that i guess i mean what they're saying is guys 
we're giving you this as a as a goodie for paying the money to be here. So, you know, that's worth something to us. So here you go. But if you want to film it and put it out there for the rest of the world, okay. Well, some people have, there's none of that. They're like, don't do that. Some people have YouTube channels that uh, need the hits. So <laughs> there's that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if, all you're right, so- to, if you're trying to get to that 4,000 uh, person subscriber number, and you're trying to get those minutes watched, uh, you do what you got to do, you know, to get to that threshold. So, yeah, that's what happens. YouTube created a monster. That's right. So, I mean, they give us a, we saw a sizzle reel, which was basically a lot of behind the scenes footage with some commentary from, from the various directors and staff laid over top. But that's, this is where you get to see like a lot of the Western vibe that is going to heavily influence this show. And I was, like that list of directors with Deborah Chow and Rick Famiyuma and, and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard and Taika like that. And that got a big pop from the crowd, right? For sure. Seeing Taika it's a in solid there. lineup. It is a solid lineup. And Dave Filoni. <laughs> he's, he's doing the premiere. Oh Meh. God, it's going to be, it's going to be Can it, Carlos. <laughs> So, but not, I didn't see a whole lot to pull out to discuss, you know, vis-a-vis the, uh, the sizzle reel. No, no, no. We have to talk about this. Okay. Go for it. Roasted salacious crumb. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how awesome is that? That's, I, I, at first we I literally laughed. talked about it, like in the but last that was, couple that of wasn't months. The, that wasn't the sizzle reel though, no? I forget because tr- I've seen so many different things now. That I, I I can't separate what item appeared in which video. No, because I just saw that that was like, like an actual clip of like six seven minutes. Yes. yes. So the, yeah, they actually posted a full like six minute scene. Yeah, it was awesome, and we got to, we got to see Warner Herzog, who we talked about in the last episode or two episodes ago. I, I don't remember exactly. It's all one big blur, and. Um, yeah, it's it was really cool, man. I, I just uh, uh, I was yes. a bit angry that uh, they didn't show the they didn't show the um, the the stuff for the live stream and uh, Mandalorian was dead to me uh, until I got some of those uh, those bootleg versions. So oh yeah, I'd I'd be very very bitter right now if we didn't get that, that those bootleg videos. Oh yeah, it'd be dead to me, dead. From a certain standpoint, we could already let the speculation begin. Like, if you think that, you know, the way Warner, whatever his name is. Warner Herzog? <laughs> yeah. He, he's telling him, you know, he's like, I need a guy of a special nature, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, this, whoever the bounty is, seems to be quite special. So we've also heard rumors that he's not able to really follow through on this when he starts looking after a young child. Like, is it possible this child is a force user? And like, you know, we got these scientists, dude, we want to run experiments, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's got to be something special about this kid. Mm. Yeah, because well, we see a guy pop out of a room, right? And he's wearing yeah. sort of that, that imperial science officer type uniform. Yeah, he has a little bit of a, of a Galen Urso look to him. Yep. So that is, that is a fair question to ask. Is this a force user child that, that we're talking about here? It would shock nobody. <clears throat> 
But yeah, so it looks like the Mando, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, that the Herzog character would be the guy to give a job to the, to the Mandalorian. Uh, after which point, the Mando decides, you know what? This is a little too shady, even for me. Because <laughs> he's described as as a guy of, of questionable character. But I guess even he will have his limits. Uh, and like that, how about like, so there, in the post panel footage, there was that voiceover and it was Werner Herzog's character. I, I don't know if he's an Imperial loyalist or a member of the empire itself, but he kept sort of, he, he was droning on about how the empire makes everything better and empires makes everything safer and more prosperous. And look at the chaos that's out there now. Is that better? Like he was advocating for Imperial rule, which, which is kind of a little bit chilling. Like that, that element was still out there, but we saw. That's yeah, probably because people like him get rich off that system. Quite possibly, yeah. Very possibly, a lot of really great action shots, but we and we saw that Mando versus the Cara Dune character, and I think her origin she was revealed to be an Imperial shock troop. Is it Imperial or Rebel? Imperial. Hmm. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, like. The Empire so had I heard those someone talking about that. Like, has anyone ever heard of a Rebel Shock Trooper? No, but we have heard of Imperial ones. Yep. So that, yeah, that looked great. How about how about that shot of IG eighty eight in action? Or, yeah, or, swiveling. Yeah, yeah. Or, or at least an IG series droid. That looked fantastic, man. But yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I walked away from this footage as grainy and and off angle, and the audio was bad. But I walked out of that, watching all that stuff, more excited for The Mandalorian than I thought I would be. And which was, which I was already really excited for it, but I'm like, wow, it, it, it looks better than I expected it to. I'm so, so excited for it. Um, it looks amazing, man. We have so much to look forward to in that show. Oh, God. It looks, I mean, I think this is the show, like this is the, the, a tailor-made show and they use some of these buzzwords in the in some of this footage where it's darker tone serious real gritty like if that's the side of star wars that you like you know a, a bleaker look a more se- serious and gritty tone this it will be the star wars for you for sure this is the thing that you're going to totally binge and watch over and over but super I'm, excited I, yeah i i was i i didn't think of it that way but uh we've watched the movies how many times like this might be one of those shows kyle that you end up going back to and treat as a movie as opposed to a show where you don't go back and watch from the beginning it'll be interesting yeah because like i said in the uh, last week or the week before like usually once i watch a show that's kind of it for me i don't tend to go back and watch old episodes but this might change that like it, it really looks like this might be the show that begs you to watch it more than once there, there's a rogue one field didn't you find a little bit um maybe it's the i don't know it's obviously it's not the era but i mean it's not too far off yeah it was like 10 years so yeah, eight eight years or so there was a there was a little bit of a jetta feel to um well, everything had that like outpost look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I mean, Star Wars with the sand, 
everywhere. You know, all these desert planets. It's a little annoying. But um, I mean, if that's the the look, the the uh, another word for the word look. If that's what they're going for. Aesthetic, perfect. Uh, if that's what they're going for, then they're doing the right thing. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to argue with. I mean, obviously, it it looks great. There's, I think, objectively, you can say it looks great. Uh, one of the great things about Star Wars is just how many different looks it can give you. You know, it can give you that bright, polished look from a Naboo or like a, a Yavin Four or like whatever type of planet just is full of full of life, or it can give you these Tatooine, Jeddah, whatever planet this we're seeing it in the Mandalorian, it can give you those types of looks too, which is equally, equally fascinating. But like this show, I guarantee this show will be an absolute goldmine for collecting collectors and for, for cosplayers. People are going to go absolutely bananas. Completely agree. Yeah. It's going to like, can you imagine like the, the hot toys, the black series figures that are going to come out from this show. Everybody like all those like star Wars suits of armors and mask masks, like people live for this stuff. And this merch is going to drop on triple force Friday. Like this might steal episode nine's thunder. Hmm. I think it looks absolutely. There, there's not, I don't see one single thing to complain about with this show absolutely not one thing well other than uh dave filoni being involved somehow (laughs) (laughs) i'm not gonna let that go um no i agree man it looks uh it looks awesome absolutely fantastic so 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 excited for that i i hope the official lucasfilm youtube page or the star wars page I hope they put some of that stuff out there now that it's leaked anyway. <laughs> so funny. Nathan Roberts just posted in the group. <laughs> Let's be real. The reason they haven't put the, the Clone Wars trailer on YouTube is because it was on an encrypted thumb drive with the clips the Filoni keeps in his hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Clone, the Clone Wars trailer is on YouTube. On on the official page, did he say Clone Wars? Because that's yeah, he that, wrote he available. wrote the Clone Wars, but I think he means Mando. But either way, it's just funny because of Filoni and the hat <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, is Corey still with us, or did he take off? Uh, he made a, he he said he had to uh, take care of something, but uh, for us not to start talking about Episode Nine yet. <laughs> Too late, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, but, you know, we didn't talk about the Razor Crest. Yeah, that's the name of the ship, right? That was the sh- Yeah, we, we omitted that part. Uh, Razor Crest. I love the name. Yeah. And it looks like a pretty Definitely. damn cool ship, too. It does, but there's another ship that's really interesting, too. Like, I'm itching. <laughs> I'm itching, man. <laughs> you think we'll get some? You think you'll get uh, Razor Crest Lego? Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm more worried about another ship right now. <laughs> There's another ship that's. I hope Corey's getting ready. What? <laughs> oh, you're there. Yeah. Okay, well, let's start talking about these 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 ships <laughs> because the Razor Crest looks cool, 
we could always come back to that. I'm glad you waited for that Razor Quest. I have something to uh, say okay, about that. So go ahead, go ahead. Tell me what are your thoughts about the Razor Crest? Uh, it kind of looks like a mash between like the it's like a fire fire glass vessel, like the Serenity and Lone Star ship. The Winnebago? Yeah. It's just it's <laughs> I don't know. I love the fact that they're they're sticking to practical effects, you know. With this ship, I always felt that went a really long way in Return of the Jedi. So I don't know. I think uh, I think that's gonna it's gonna come off really really cool. It looks like a really neat ship. I feel like I've seen that ship, or at least like the roots of it, in Rogue One concept art. I don't know if that's just if I'm crazy. I feel like it was the bones of it. Look, look, may have been what what a U-wing looked like at, at like in some of the early design phases. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm going to flip through that book. I can tell you that much. Uh, all right. Anything else with the, with the Mandalorian before we move on to the big, big ticket? I'm just, uh, I'm excited, man. You don't sound it. I guess I don't know. I'm more excited for uh, talk about. I, I'm still spinning from this whole weekend, to be honest. The episode it's not even nine over. trailer. Yeah, it's it, not even it, over. It's crazy. I I don't think we're gonna get much more, to be honest. I think if there's any really big news of what it came over the weekend, mm. I think they're they're saving the best for last. Well, not maybe not the best, but they're saving uh, one final gut punch. Be well, nice. I, I think there's a very good reason why. Nothing happened on Saturday. Because like tomorrow, the like people might still be talking about Mandalorian Clone War stuff. And on Friday, of course, episode nine dominated everything. But if you put some like big news on Saturday, it kind of gets lost in the rest of the weekend. So maybe putting something on Monday means that we'll still be talking about it Tuesday. And it's got enough distance from episode nine to not necessarily be totally overshadowed. But we'll see. I can't wait for tomorrow to see what the Phantom Menace panel brings. But let's let's just talk about it, guys. Episode nine. Holy cow! We can actually. I'm I'm really happy that we can stop referring to it as episode nine. We can now refer to it as the rise of Skywalker. First, before we get into any of the of, of the footage, what do you think of the of the title, Corey? Oh, first, first thing, it, it just absolutely blew my mind. I could not believe that they went there. When I saw it, like it, my heart stopped for sure. I was just, I must have had the biggest smile on my face. It was, it was something that I still right now, that's the main thing. Like the title and the ending of this trailer, the two things that just threw me through this absolute loop. But I absolutely love it. I love the fact even more so that it's singular. <laughs> like it just, it's not Rise of the Skywalkers. It's, rise the rise of skywalker like boom like what the hell do you mean jj like like you just let the speculation begin it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun uh eight nine months whatever it is for sure uh, carlos what was your reaction to that title at the end of the trailer um i for i don't know it was it was awesome because 
Well, uh, sorry. Let me, let me push you on pause there. Sorry to interrupt, but when, like you were, you said last week you were going to be working, so you weren't going to be able to watch it live with the rest of us. So when did you pick up on it? And like, did you know the title before? Like, were you spoiled on the title before you got to see any of the footage? No. Uh, what I got was um, I got a notification uh, that said "Wow," and then three space bars down, and then "Wow." <laughs> from Kyle in the group and I'm like okay so he just saw he just saw the the trailer so at that point I pulled over <laughs> and I went to YouTube and I watched the um uh, some of the panel was happening but I'm like no way I, I went straight to the trailer and uh, I saw that and as opposed to Corey the the, the thing that struck me the most uh, yes, the ending was was very striking, but that uh, Star Wars meets the Matrix jump from Ray at the beginning of the, of the trailer. Uh, not gonna lie, there was uh, some inappropriate blood flow happening in that moment. <laughs> Jesus! Oh man, it was rock hard and uh, beautiful shot, man. Just like and that's Kylo's ship, but it's different. Uh, it actually has more of like a, of a of a Tie Fighter circular. Yeah, uh, it had the traditional cockpit, right? Yeah, so it's different from the one that you the the Lego version that you have the 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 ship from uh, from the, the yeah, Last it's not, Jedi. It's not, it's so not that, yeah, it's not the Tie Silencer. Well, yeah. bef- well, before we get into the shot by shot, like, did you have any thoughts on the title, or were you just? Oh yeah, so my thought on the title uh, was. Uh... Like we made it hard on ourselves. Why couldn't they make it hard on themselves? Like we didn't, weren't, we weren't allowed to use the word rise. Why, why, why are they, why are they using the word rise? <laughs> but it makes sense when you look at the trilogy itself and you think the force awakens the last, the force awakens the last Jedi, which creates the rise of Skywalker. Yeah, it makes sense. The Force it, awakens because remember Luke cut himself off from the Force, so the Force awakens the last Jedi. So how the movies are but one up against the other, it it kind of makes sense. They're 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 together, in that sense, and that whole thing is leading us to the third part. Whereas the original trilogy didn't have that kind of cohesiveness to it. It was, um. Yeah, it was kind of there, similar. Uh, no, like, like I yeah, the new really hope not. And then the no, but no, but not Jedi. though. Like completely not. But uh, but yeah, very <laughs> Empire... similar. Yeah, yeah. But well, like the, the, the OT and, and prequels, the titles are are much much cornier. And I think George had no qualms about doing that. These titles, I think, are simpler. They're. I'm trying to find the right word because I don't want to dump on them. But I I, I want to say that they're they're fitting. They're appropriate. But they're also much plainer. But I think there's so much uh, – they're so well thought out. Like when you look at the layers of the onion, when you look at The Last Jedi, what that could possibly mean and what it does actually mean. Well, it was either Ray or it's Luke. It's beautiful. Exactly. And it could be both. And when you look at it from that perspective, like – and the trilogy's not even over. Like who knows if Jedi are even going to exist anymore after this this saga, you know, like – Skywalker. That's, what I is a Skywalker? That's, that's exactly it. And that's exactly it. 
Yeah, like, it's who not is this Skywalker? Literal, I th- what is I this think Skywalker? What, what, what's going to happen is it, it's not going to be as literal as a lot of people are saying. Uh, but I think it might be a little bit of both. It could be a, a little bit of a lot of things. Yeah, I, I think th- there's the whole how I'm a Jedi can be easily translated to I'm a Skywalker. Yeah. And... I, I see Skywalkers being like a special breed of Jedi. Like... I know it's going to stomp on a lot of feet. You're not, I don't want to say chosen one, but these uh, prodigies or uh, I don't know. Well, as uh, something I threw into the, into our, our private Twitter chat is that Skywalkers are force users on the other side of the galaxy. Yep. Which is really interesting. So in my brain, I don't know that JJ cares about any of that. But this could be a piece of feedback that was given to him, you know, by by the story group or by Kathleen Kennedy. I don't know. Like, I tend to think of all the creators. I think JJ is the one. Like, yeah, go, I'll take care of this. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm JJ. You're not. I'll do what I do. I, maybe I'm totally wrong, but I, I've it that that connectivity is there. If if they wanted to use that for that purpose, Sky Skywalkers. On the other side of the galaxy, in the darkness where Thrawn is from, that's what they were called. Which and is again, a fascinating thing. And to me, yeah. you know, for everyone that was uh, somewhat doubtful or how is Jake, Jake going to wrap this up? Is he going to do it? And blah, blah, blah. The finality and the tone to this title, using the word Skywalker, is to me a very big sign that uh, this is going to come full circle. And not, yes, not only a, that, yeah, it is a big exclamation point, bringing it full circle saying, this is, this is the story of the Skywalkers. Yeah. Which is incredible. Like I it just, when I saw it, I could not believe it because we discussed it. We almost discussed it on the show. This wasn't the title that we heard, but we heard it could have something to do with the word Skywalker. And we kind of said, no, we won't talk about it. Like we'll wait. But uh, my God, the things you can infer on this title—it's—it's it's, again just sent me through a loop. When I saw it, I was mesmerized. Like I was so stoked. And it's interesting some of the stuff that played out in the panel. Um, you know, St- was Stephen Colbert was the host, and even people are like, "Ooh, who's going to be the host? Is it Warwick Davis? Is it going to be Anthony Daniels? Who's the host?" Ladies and gentlemen, Stephen Colbert. <laughs> Holy shit! Okay, cool. Yeah, perfect. Because we knew, like everybody knows, he's a huge, huge Star Wars fan. Uh, and then he, he brought out J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy. And at this point, like, I'm totally checked out at work. It's, I'm, it's over. Like, I am, I have, my productivity <laughs> is at zero. And I am literally, I'm, I'm, the weird thing about this one, I don't know, this one is having a different effect on me for some, I guess the ob- reasons are obvious, but... Like I'm, I'm actually trembling with ex- with nerves and excitement and anticipation for this trailer. Yeah. Like my hand is actually shaking. I had like, I could not contain it at at that at that point. Uh, but one of the first pieces of info we got from JJ was that yes, he confirmed that there is a time jump and no specifics, but we know that time has passed. And uh, he also said that episode nine will start with a group adventure, which is. One of the things I've been waiting to hear because we've not seen that yet. Like I'm, I, I'm so happy that we're gonna have Finn and Poe and Ray together on an adventure. 
That to me, that's music to my ears. Yeah, it looks fun. And then Anthony Daniels came out and he, you know, he, he tried to steal the spotlight. Did either, did you guys, any of you see this uh, panel either live or later? Yeah. I saw, I I saw it later. I, yeah. I didn't catch the whole thing there, but uh, live I was, I was in and out. <laughs> so Anthony Daniels, I, as he is, he's a showman, right? So he's, he's trying to steal the show. That's um, a word, yeah. <laughs> and he, he had a line. He, he got all, he got all indignant and said, ah, the droid fights back. And I, I think that's one of those moments where, as fans, we need to be paying attention. Because we saw those images on that maybe real, maybe not real poster of C-3PO with Chewie's, Chewie's crossbow. I think I think Anthony is telling us something there. I think there's messaging being relayed to us. That's, that C-3PO, for one, somehow, isn't going to take it anymore. And he's going to get some wires crossed. Uh, I saw Nathan it was it's totally on that page as well. He was saying something along those lines, like he's 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 fed up. It might well, be a crack there, shot. There are Who other, knows? Other spoilers out there regarding C three PO. If you care to read them, uh, then Billy D Williams came out, and we saw a picture of him on the Falcon, and he he got fired up defending Lando's actions in in Empire Strikes Back. Hey, did anybody die? Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Fair enough, Billy. <laughs> Nobody died. And then, uh, then of course, the younger set came out with, with Daisy Ridley and John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, uh, Kelly Marie Tran, uh, Eunice Suotomo, and Naomi Aki, followed by BB-8. And no Adam Driver again. And I, I keep thinking that this, this guy's either really busy all the time during Celebration, or they are they're intentionally keeping Adam driver away from us so that we don't form that bond with him so that we always see him as sort of the, the distant villain. And I tend to think it's the latter. I think it's in his contract actually, that he, he doesn't have to come to these things. Yeah, he doesn't he's seem like a very social type to me in that regard. No, uh, he's more, you know, a serious actor type of guy and uh, he's on Broadway right now. And, uh, Stephen Colbert took a shot at him. Well, same with Carrie uh, Russell, right? He's with Carrie Russell doing that, that play so that there you go. she wasn't there either. So maybe it's as simple as that, but it's interesting that he rarely shows up to these events except for the premieres. <clears throat> uh, and Colbert went to Naomi, Naomi Aki first and she's going to fit right in with this fandom. She was, she was fantastic. Very excited. huh? She's really excited. She's, she's funny. She's adorable. She's, she's smart. She's witty. Uh, she's, she's going to be a, a fan favorite. I think. Not only the character, but also Naomi as as a personality within the fandom. Uh, so she, yeah, she, that was a, a good welcome for her. Uh, Boyega, he confirmed that Phasma is dead. I don't know if I fully believe him, but he seemed to go out of his way to say, no, she is dead. <laughs> uh, then, of course, uh, D- Daisy Ridley, I didn't find had a whole lot to say. But I think the great moment for me maybe of the whole weekend was to see the, uh, the ovation that Kelly Marie Tran got from the crowd. That was pretty nice. Yeah. That was a huge pop that she got from the crowd. And like, I, that, that was great to me because Rose is not a big player in the saga and we haven't seen a lot of her in the last year or so since she jumped ship off social media, but the crowd really, really showed her the love. And I'm, I'm really happy they did. Because she she welled up, she was she was bawling. 
And I felt I, I was really happy for her. And I was, I was proud of, of fans at that moment. Yeah. Uh, Eunice, I did not know that Eunice Suotomo's English was that good. Like he is perfectly bilingual. He still got the uh, Scandinavian accent there, but a little bit, yeah. But he's his vocabulary, his accent—it's it's really, really good. He—he uh, so he was fun. They showed some pics of of him in the Chewy outfit, but holding his baby son. That was great. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end, we saw Dio, little Dio, who is going to be BB-8's pal in episode nine. And so that that was basically the 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 contents of the panel. And then we could now we now we can start talking about the actual teaser, which God still still has my brain exploded all over the walls. So it so it starts with like the same way all three trailers teasers started. Yes, I had that breathing. too, man. Yep. So that was, I guess that wasn't really surprising, but this time it's no, different in that. No. It's great. It's yeah, it's, it's great. It's, but it was, it was rapid breathing that she slowly calms down. She slowly reins herself in and we get to see those, those awesome desert vistas. So, so nice. And then we, right up front, they hit us with it, that she's repaired the Skywalker saber. It looks different. It looks shorter. It's it shorter. It, it was uh, definitely fixed. Yeah, so it looks like she maybe cut away a couple inches of the damage section and just fused it back together somehow. Yep. But that, yeah, it looked great. And she looks great too. Like now we see those, the, the very white robes, like full on. See, I didn't, I didn't notice so much in the trailer that those were like full on white. Maybe it was the sand or whatever. Well, it's a little be, beige. Yeah, it's it's a very, very light beige. Like her it's pants and her undershirt are are white. But it, like the the robe over top, I think, is a very light beige. See, the the thing about that, like from what I've seen, what we saw, like in those pictures that were leaked or whatever, seemed very white. So it leads me to believe that this is still early on in the film or not even so much that, that uh, the beige kind of reminds me of her former clothing from back in the day. This scenes in itself seems very odd to me. I don't understand it. First of all, like, why is Kylo trying to run her down like Monty Burns runs down Bart? Well, for, like, first we, we we get before that we have Luke voiceover, which I can oh, only so assume is he's talking to Ray. I hope it's not narration. Like that's got to be in the film. That can't be like one of those things we don't get. I think it's some of it will be in the film, but I don't think all of it will. Yeah, because that, that narration TFA, that Luke his, has, his TFA narration wasn't. It was in Return of the Jedi, but it wasn't in. Yeah, it wasn't in TFA itself. I don't know if that matters, but. The last Jedi, I mean. Uh, no, the Force is strong in my family. That was all. Oh yes, TFA. yes, yes, yes. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he says we've passed on all we know. One thousand generations live in you now. And then it seems like there's a section of of it dropped out, and then he cu- cuts back in. But this is your fight. So yeah, the, I, I agree. Think he's but... clearly talking to Ray. Oh yeah, it's got to be. It could. I mean, Christ, it could be Kylo. That would be a big sideswipe i haven't even thought about that but yeah it's got to be referring to ray and it just again like brings me to that whole avatar thing where it's a thousand generations of avatars living in ang the main character who's an avatar right very well may could be this this thing with ray too this whole skywalker thing like you are a skywalker like 
like not only like he may not necessarily like I think people are meant to believe that you have these books. We've taught you what we can know, what all you can know. There could possibly be more to it. Like, no, like you are the the living car- incarnation of all past Jedi almost. You know, like you are the embodiment of yes. the Jedi. Is it could it be just as simple as she's read the books? And so now all like all the accumulated wisdom of the Jedi is now within her? Should be. I think he's referring to that, that she does have the, the texts. Secret Jedi texts. <laughs> yeah. right, and that's it. Like, you know, you almost get the impression that if it is that along those lines, that he's continued to teach her or that she's had additional teachings along the way, not only from the books, like we've taught you everything we can know or whatever. But like the fact that he says they all live inside you, like it just oh, it makes me want to believe that there's more to that. That she's special, that they actually do reside within her somehow. Well, what's what's like a lot of people like because Luke says, um, "We've taught you everything we know." People That's are, it. Plural. People, people are running running wild with that, saying that you know Kenobi's involved and Qui Gon and Yoda, like they've all kind of taught her that there this Force Ghost thing is actually happening. I don't know that I buy that. <clears throat> But let's talk about uh, Kylo Ren because you hear that the, the Tie Fighter in the distance approaching, and she's just standing there. I love that shot of just her hip with the with the blaster on it, saber in hand. It's it's another great Western style shot. Oh yeah, but there's there's something about that whole scene to me again that you're just saying like, why is he trying trying to run her down like Monty Burns? I don't get it. Like, it's. To me, you know what? I'm almost going to speculate and throw this out there that it's almost uh, it's maybe a recurring dream for Ray. Like that's what it almost seemed like to me. Like she was caught in this uh, this recurring dream where she had no escape from or something where she's being run down. Like Kylo can easily open his blasters up on her, but he chooses to run her over when she can either duck or pull this crazy Jedi move like she does. Yeah, isn't that great how they how they play up to that though? When she starts running, and it's like, oh, silly! You're not gonna, you can't outrun a Tie Fighter. But then it's just as he's about to like run her down, that crazy backflip, and just the way they kind of slow that down into stop motion with with the swell of John Williams' score. Yeah, that music it almost brought me into like solo. Like I don't I don't know what that. It was just a big deep like. Oh God, that that. That particular moment, I almost i i was i was all the trembling that I was feeling just amped up in that moment. I was like, "Oh my god, this is killing me!" You know, what it also looks like too, like the position that she's like flipping in, and it almost looks like if she continues on that path, she can pretty much like slice right through his lights, uh, his Tie Fighter, easily. Now, what's what's it, people are discussing? Like you said, Corey, if if he's after her, if he's trying to kill her, why not just open fire on her? You know, like I, I just, think it's for sure got to be a dream. I'm I'm putting it out there. It's in her mind, just something she wakes up to like all the time. She's having this thing where he's chasing her. That's I haven't heard that, but that's kind of interesting. But people are also saying, well, no, this it's a it's a like a training exercise that or or uh, you know they they've paired up, they've teamed up, and this is a training thing. And I've also heard that. This is, it's almost like a, a bit of a pickup where 
she's gonna fly like she flips onto the to- on top of the tie fighter and like they bo- they fly into battle that way which would be pretty metal but also how did that happen my theory yeah, is I don't know. go ahead carlos no, i was gonna say for, for me uh, the, the way i envisioned it is that she's she could easily slice off half of that or put the the the, the blade right through the cockpit but to me, it looks like she's gonna use the blade to anchor herself to the top of the of the Tie Fighter itself. And seeing as how his Tie Fighter actually has space for two people in it, uh, one for the gunner and one for the driver, maybe she uses the blade to stop herself on the top of the thing and then gets inside. Oh, get this! What we're not seeing is that there's some other thing that's chasing her down in that moment, and Kylo's rescuing her. Maybe, yeah. Maybe that's why he doesn't shoot. Exactly. Well, my thought yeah. is he's trying to capture her. Where's your net? Where's something? Like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> I think he's just bonker tra- in the I, head at three hundred miles an hour. I don't know. I think he, I think he's trying to like pin her down somehow. I, I think he, he's still. I'm, I'm sure he's gonna come across some. He's gonna want her for some reason. I think he's after her, not because I love you, Ray. I think he's after her because he needs her to. Do something. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I get you. I've always or, thought. Or this was just shot for the trailer and we're just stupid. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> there's, there's something odd about that scene. To me, it feels like a, a beginning of the movie kind of deal. Yeah. Maybe it's their first encounter at the beginning of the film and then, you know, they escape again and go their separate ways and the film continues till the last battle. But uh, there's something funky about it that throws me off. Yeah, it's but it's what a captivating shot that is, though. Oh, no, definitely, it had me, it had me hooked right there. And the music too, like you said, the that's just like that flip, and then the boom. I'm like, ah, oh, like I couldn't believe what I was watching, you know. So, yeah, so good. Uh, the next shot is what I believe is Batu at night, and we see a ship approaching uh, the Black Spire outpost. Okay, now, now we're talking about ships now. Okay, now now we're talking about ships. Okay. <laughs> See this this ship, what are, what are they trying to do? What, what what are they? Is this is this Ray's family ship? Is this yeah, like the plane with you, yo? Is this Luke's ship that he used to drop Ray off on on Jakku? Like I, I don't know, man. I don't know whose ship that is. But JJ I need to know what he's doing. And I need to know now. Yeah, I, my my first like my first time watching the trailer, I was like, oh, there's an A wing approaching. Yep. But then. In subsequent viewings, and people start taking screen grabs, and holy cap, that that might not be it. And people did a side by side. Matt Salvatore put a shared a picture in the group with the ship that leaves her on Jakku, and it's it's it is tough to distinguish the two. Like they look like it really looks like it could be that ship. Yeah, and it, it, and there's a reason for that. Like even if it's not. It's in this trailer for us to be having this conversation. You're probably right. But man, that is I never I never would have thought that JJ would go there in a trailer. You know, like Cut. if we see that ship, we know that we're not done with Ray's parents yet. But he also said in conversation uh on Friday, I forget who who he was talking to, but he said there's more to tell 
with Ray and her parents on that side of the story. I was like, oh my god, here we go. Here we go. What were you gonna say, Carlos? There's kind of like an Edu feeling to that planet, right? When the like uh Yeah, it's it's like looks like it's raining. Yeah, the nighttime raining feel. Yeah, we don't do many nighttime approaches in Star Wars movies. Yeah, I kind of uh I really like it, man. But yeah, so that's, far that's a good looking shot too. Which is, you know, it, that should just go without saying at this point in, in history. Uh, then we cut to Kylo. He looks like he's on a bit of a rampage and he takes out some dude who we don't really know. But again, in, in, in the aftermath of this whole thing, people sort of uh, doing screen grabs. That guy and his hat looks an awful lot like the dude that gets stabbed through the chest from behind in race force back. Yep. And and it it also leads to the question he didn't run his blade through him is he using the crossblade to kill him or is he just Looks tackling like it, him yeah. to get out of the way? No, dude, he used his crossblade like straight up power, power move. Like I love that shot. Like I heard some like people like, "Man, that shot like I don't know, like they were saying it was lame. Like to me when I saw it I was just like I saw Adam Driver's like sheer pectoral power just like <laughs> like i don't know to he's, me, he's it a looks beast like, man to me uh, uh, uh one of the viewings i'm like oh it kind of looks like he's tackling him but is he getting him out of the way of like fire no definitely not looks super violent to me but uh i i think what you just said there Carl, was super interesting man like for sure it's gonna come full circle with jj's uh original force back vision or whatever like that dude was definitely in that vision and it looks like we're gonna have that battle now between kylo and the knights of ren in that forest or whatever it is like something badass is going on there some kind of uh uh let's say sacrifice but yeah they're, they're pillaging or something they're doing something really bad well the, the fact Maybe... that kylo didn't kill the guy i mean i don't know if the guy got stabbed with the cross guard or not or if, if, if he just sort of tackled him no he's dead dead that's a that's a death know. blow but then why why not just no, run him through so. with the blade no i don't know if so, you, you don't convenient. really show that in a trailer i'm sorry it's a lot more convenient to uh to to, to attack somebody uh, 36 inches away than it is to tackle them with your yeah, arm he's, he's he's running right yeah so the blade is three feet in front of you there's yeah, no you excuse don't know what to right? do that you don't know what happened like two feet behind him maybe he just def- deflected one blow what and he's I do coming know, in and that's his best angle what i do know is that he's holding the lightsaber and it's on so for him not to use it there's a specific reason he's, he's too close to his soon-to-be victim no, I, I, he I, just uses the cross guard and punches the guy to death, like death blow. as with all things in these movies and these trailers the shot is there for a reason like if we're going to show Kylo on a murderous rampage or if, if this is in fact, what's in the movie and he's killing people like kill the guy, make it clear. This does, this is as clear as mud. So I, I think I see it as maybe things have changed for Kylo and he's going after something, but he's no longer killing people. Like he's going to get people out of his way. He's going to get to where he needs to go, but maybe he's maybe this time around, like the old, the TFA Kylo would have killed the guy. 
this guy's going to just incapacitate you. I don't know. I saw full on death there when I watched it and I watched it many times. Definitely looks like a just a cool cross. Why not use that cross guard thing? It's there for a reason. Yeah, I'm not feeling that. It could be. It could like be. It. I'm not feeling it, though. But like the whole scenery bathed in red. You know, color in, yeah, that's color in Star Wars is a big deal, too. So you that's know, it. it's a bloodbath. Like war, bloodbath, that type of thing. So, and that's I don't know. the colors in Ray's vision, too. Uh, and then the next shot is a pair of weird looking hands fixing up Kylo's helmet. Those are not Kylo's hands. And I did not notice that the first time around either. It was only on subsequent viewings where you, you look and you're like, that there's like tufts of hair sticking out from, from the cuffs of the, of the sleeves. The fingers are, it, it, that can't, that to me is not Kylo's hands. Nope. 100%. And if, if it's not question is whose hands are they? That's about, is it Someone a who's specialized in, uh, oh, that's possible, I guess, but. Someone who's gifted in repair. But we see, I, I love that we're, we're going back to the helmet, at least for a little while. It's, it's, I think it tells us a little bit about the Kylo character. We've spoken about this based on spoiler reports. So no, really no need to linger on this, but the, the helmet is coming back. I like the look of it with that, with that red glowy glue. Yeah. I love Kylo's, Kylo's doing me himself, man. I gotta do me. Yep. Uh, then we see a group shot where at least we see Finn and Poe kind of walking around. And just out of shot is, or just right to the end of the shot is Ray's staff. I don't know if, I don't think Ray's in that particular shot. Uh, and then we see BB-8 with his little pal D.O. They look to be fascinated by something. And then our boy, Lando Calrissian back in the cockpit of the Falcon, flying the ship yeah, that he so hasn't good. flown in many, many years. Is Chewie next to him? Yep. Yeah, that's what I thought. So I don't know what stage of the movie this is at. But uh, it was it was good. It was good to see Lando in this part of the trailer looking happy. And it was like they're, they're tunneling through hyperspace. And then they come out of hyperspace, but we don't see what planet they arrive at. I know. You're just dying to know that. <laughs> and maybe those shots aren't sequential right maybe maybe that's not the sequence of, of shots in the final film that would not shock me because who who's ready to jump out of hyperspace screaming at the top of their lungs like I no, don't know that's definitely not it it's backwards for sure but just coming out of the falcon coming out of hyperspace like where are you going to be yeah, and so they don't want it's, ah, they don't want us to, to see, see that because would it would it have been Endor and it's too obvious to hey there it is or is you know would it have been a planet that we would have immediately recognized I guess that's the point I'm getting at but I think like cutting that shot there is done for a reason uh, and then where are we at after that we see Poe and crew on this rickety looking what I can only guess is some sort of speeder slash sail boat yeah. yeah. Something to like sail across the desert. Looks very, very. Looks like this will be a fun scene. This looks like it'll be a blast. Like this is kind of. Yeah, the, they're on the run at this point. He looks hurt too. Poe. Yeah, he's got like a bandage on his arm or something. 
that's a flesh wound. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and they went, well, right before the shot, they went out of their way to say, the saga comes to an end. So it's going to be tough to walk that one back when they outright explicitly state it. But what I really love about that particular shot is just like that. There's a real sense of fun and adventure with that shot. Like it's, it's it's very Indiana Jones esque. Yeah. So I love the look at that. But it's also a little return of the Jedi, which is the, some of the fun part was the, 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 the building on, on, on Tatooine and then them all being together again on Endor. Like there's like having that whole crew together as a, as opposed to like the little side mission of, of uh, Finn and Rose to Cantobite. Like this is different. Like there's more gravitas to the whole situation because they're all together, which Absolutely. is awesome. Yeah. Uh, then we see a, a, a shot of an, of an A-wing going down. But what's interesting, at least to a lot of people, it's tough to see. It's really tough to make it out. But it looks like in the background... A Republic-era Star Destroyer. A Venator class, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That is weird. Where's that been all this time? You know, like, what is what, what is going on here? In the outer regions, probably yeah. hiding. Oh, yeah. yeah, something's going on. It's That's for sure. Oh, it looks so good. I can't... They, they seem to be pulling... They, they said they would pull from all eras with this one. And we're seeing evidence of that big time. Uh, we see a pair of hands holding on to one of those victory medals from the Battle of Yavin. Smart Money says those are Leia's hands. Right? Probably. It's probably Han's medal. Could very much be Han's medal. Could be Luke's. Or maybe she's getting ready to rightfully give Chewie his. <laughs> Ooh, retcon. Which, no, I think that... I, I'm joking. I think that, that happened in... The five-part Chewy series? Something like that. Uh, and then we finally see uh, Leia. Leia and Rey in a big old embrace. What a great shot. Yep. And why is she crying? Why is Rey crying? Yeah. Yep. Because she... Because she yeah, Leia's gone, happen. man. Yeah, Leia's dead at this point. Like you hear Luke's voiceover at that point saying, "We'll always be with you." Well, she's crying while hugging Leia, so Leia's not dead. No, but like to me, it means that Leia's going to die. And when you hear Luke say, "We'll always be with you," it's plural, and not only am I gone, but now my sister's gone. Yeah, maybe. I my my sense was simply that Ray knows what's about to happen. And this is sort of everybody kind of parting ways for the final battle. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like, and then Luke's narrative over it, alluding to that as well, that it's, uh, it's over between Leia and Rhea. Like it's her last encounter kind of. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe Ray has learned a secret about herself and she needs a comforting pair of arms to, to hug her. Who knows? But maybe the, maybe this is the end of the movie. Maybe Kylo's dead and Ray's upset about it and how it all went down. And maybe this is Leia and Ray hugging it out over Kylo. 
I mean, anything's possible, but uh, yeah, not. Uh, we not we get long. Uh, Luke saying not too long after that, no one's ever really gone. <laughs> yeah, that's supposed to be like a nice warm embrace, right? Make you think exactly. back to to Han and to ah, oh, Luke. That's what a nice thing to say. But it also, to me, again, alludes to Leia's death. It could, but then we we get we get a big group shot with Chewie and three PO and the two droids, BB Eight and, and Do, with Ray, uh, Finn, and Poe staring off into the distance at what is that? I couldn't believe it at first. I could not believe it. What you know? What the crazy part is, like a lot of people online were like, "Oh my god, was it this?" Like. It's clearly that, like, uh, my girlfriend, she, she like, she likes Star Wars. She's not, like, a, a fan like us, you know, but, like, she likes the movies. And we watched the trailer as soon as I got home Friday. I was like, oh, let's watch it on the big screen. So then after, I'm like, oh, this part of the trailer, did you, did you see that? She's like, oh, yeah, the Death Star? And I was like, oh, like, I love you. <laughs> like, you know, you have a keeper when, like, she also said the other day that, uh, She's like, yeah, you know, we got to watch all the movies, eh, before episode nine comes out. I was like, I love you. I got the, I know. <laughs> it's awesome. But, uh, yeah, it's clearly the iris. How cool is that, though? Uh, it's, it, it's sick. It's, 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 it blew my brains apart. It's really interesting, man. It just, not only is it like, crazy like imagery and whatnot like when you see the uh the star destroyer on jakku this is kind of like that but instead of sand it's water and at the same time it's uh why 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 well there's always this interesting play going on with ray with sand and ray with water we she's kind of fascinated by maz's planet and then she's she's in octo and she's fascinated by all the water and you know she there's there's a scene in the, the last jedi where she's sticking her hand out in the rainstorm and she's like she's happy to be feeling rain it's like and now she's well i think i think that's out more the water just, here that says something more to her character in the sense that she was on this desert planet forever and not knowing there was this much green in the whole galaxy and no, just she keeps well, ending first up innocence in, she keeps ending first... up at places full of water there's something going on with that. Well, the fir- the the first thing we see of Ray in, in the Force Awakens is she's she slides down from the from the uh, the, the 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 Star Destroyer. She's on her little sled and she's drinking, and like she's like trying to wring out that canteen to try to get all the dr- the last drop of water. Yeah, so when she's, she's dying of thirst in the desert, <laughs> that's it. So so when she's under the, she's under the Falcon and it's raining and she just puts her hands out. She's just amused by how simple it is. Yeah, exactly. Which, like is, it, which is gorgeous, you know? Yeah. yeah, exactly. But yeah, but look, yeah looking but... at that shattered Death Star, Iris, the focusing dish. Oh, what does now, that make now you the debate that... rages. Is is this Endor or is this Yavin 4 yeah, or exactly. is it something else? Mm. Did you guys have it? Do you, I, mean, I don't know if that even really matters which one it is, but do you guys have... have a thought? I'm I'm leaning a bit more towards the Yavin system for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know. I, can't. I guess I don't know. What if it's but, one of the fleet of star destroyers that were alluded to? 
Like instead of it death being Death Star pieces, it's a it's it's a piece of a Death Star or a Star Destroyer. No, you know how we had Death Star one, Death Star two, but there was like this 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 rumor going around that there was an actual fleet of Death Stars. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I, I doubt that. <clears throat> like, but I, I, I'd be okay. I don't care what planet's on. If it floated through space and whatever ended up landing in this ocean, I don't care. I just want to know why. Why do we care? We all said there better not be a goddamn Death Star in this film. <laughs> Guess what? There's a Death Star in this movie. But it's but not it's, a Death Star. It's yeah, the. It's, Death Star, yeah, which is, which is the cool. cracked egg. That, that goes all the way around the dial from like ugh, to what? This is so yes, cool. Exactly, <laughs> and it brings back that Indiana Jones adventure element of, of scavenging through ruins. Right, and here's the scavenger going through wreckage. This is this is Ray's wheelhouse. Yeah, just maybe not the water part. Scavenger. And, and interesting <laughs> in that shot, she's also carrying something in some sort of backpack, which. I don't know what it is, but maybe she's got the MacGuffin. Whatever it is in the movie that they're after, maybe she's got it here and she has to bring it to this Death Star for some reason. I don't know. Or get something from that Death Star. Or get something from it. Uh, yeah, I I tend to think it's Endor. For the only reason is that TFA concept art had the very same thing. That they were, they were, she was getting something from Death Star wreckage on Endor. So I, I feel like JJ's using that story point in this. Definitely. Uh, but it could, it could be Yavin. I don't know. I, again, I don't know that it really matters. It'd be nice to see Ewoks again. Sure. Although I, I get the sense that, you know, if this is Death Star wreckage on Endor, this might be a part of the planet that is like inhospitable almost like just like a poison, almost like three mile Island or, or Chernobyl or something. Yeah. Maybe it landed on the planet Endor as well. Not the forest moon. Perhaps, but yeah, that, that shot was just mind shattering. And then of, of course that probably the most, if that wasn't shocking enough, then comes the cackle. Right after Luke says no one's ever really gone, the laughing, the cackling. And it took my brain in a thing where, for, for a sound that sh I should have picked up on immediately. There was this moment of dissonance where I was like, no. Wait, no. What? No. No. Dude, we talked about this on the pod recently. I think it was, was it Jeff? The Metal Mando? Yep. And I was like, no, that's preposterous. <laughs> like, why would they bring him back in? And I am I am absolutely just if he if he is still sticking around and his game plan is still going through, and the name of this title, like the title of this film, I don't know, man. Like uh, you gotta bust out the Bristol board and the uh, yarn because Carlos, what happened to you when you heard that laugh? Um, Tears? Did you drop to your knees and just thank the Lord above that you you were born in this time, that you could celebrate this amazing event? 
I was uh, the first thing I thought was, well, Maul fell down a shaft and he was cut in half. So, yeah, he could still be alive. I mean, I don't but see that, how. But then, you're right. But then, at the, but then at the same time, you're getting the title, The Rise of Skywalker. Bam. And it's like, wow, I just got punched in the nuts twice. <laughs> Well, it, you got a triple whammy there at the end with the Death Star, then Palpatine, and then Rise of Skywalker. That's like a one, two, three punch that just left me on the floor dead. That that's where it almost kind of leads me to believe that, you know, that original theory uh, we had talked about years ago, but the boys from Brazil, kind of similar to the whole Hitler story, where they were kind of planting the seeds of Hitler throughout the nations kind of hoping that one would rise again and that maybe Ray is that person and Palpatine's plan is coming full circle or I, I, I don't think he lived, but maybe he was a smart man. It seemed <laughs> so maybe his, uh, maybe he was able to force ghost dark side, the whole thing, you know, like it, it seems like his, essence or aura or something has survived that's led them to this place that's become of importance yeah you know what else it also i i want to get before i forget like it also kind of made me speculate about kylo's character right now if we think about kylo in the sense of his relationship with his grandfather and why he turned and his relationship with snoke and how snoke manipulated him you know he mentions Vader's one moment of weakness is when we turn back to the light. The one thing is, I don't think, I think he failed to omit the fact that he completely like Palpatine played Vader like a fiddle. I don't think Snoke said that to him. You know, he built greater uh, Vader up as this, this legend that he was and became this feared icon of evil, you know, where in reality that wasn't necessarily the case at the beginning. And this poor child was absolutely like horribly manipulated. I think Kylo doesn't necessarily know that side of the story and possibly with Palpatine back in the picture, maybe Kylo will find out say like, this is how it actually went down. Like this tool, like played my grandfather, the chosen one this hard. And now look where I am. Like, look, what have I done? You know? Like, what have I done? Like imitating my life after this guy that did the right thing. And I, I'm now in the exact same situation where clone uh, Snoke manipulated me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a fascinating one, man. I don't know what to make of this. I don't expect to see Palpatine in the flesh that I, I don't know how you, how you square that away to have him just, yeah, I've been chilling here on Ender the whole time. I, I don't know how that you make that. They, you, I guess you could. I mean, if, if we're if we've come this far, is it really that crazy to go all the way and just say, "Nah, he was you know just kicking back, eating Ewok the whole time, and that's how he stayed alive." <laughs> I guess not, but yeah, he'd also be like 120 be, years old. Which he, yes, I know he's kind of fueled by the dark side, but he was looking pretty decrepit as it was at the end of Jedi. Like he must he look like the, one with the kyber crystal, that giant kyber crystal. He fused himself with it. 
Maybe. We've seen that, right? We've seen that in, in the Star Wars comics where that old Jedi master kind of trapped himself in a in a crystal. Um I my my thought is that he's like people are talking about holocrons. I I'm thinking more like we'll we'll see Palpatine in a flashback. And we'll like whatever we learn of Palpatine in a in a force back will feed the rest of the movie. And yeah, to me, it's got one to, to do with one of two things: either Ray's heritage, or Kylo's being uh, being duped and being de- deceived, you know, and him him coming to an understanding of what the reality of things actually were. But to, to think that Palp's long game went this far. It's really interesting if it is that's the case, and his vision, like everything's preceded as I've foreseen. It's going to take on a whole new meaning. Well, then it reframes a whole lot of content that's come out in the last couple of years, specifically around Operation Cinder. Like, yeah, that's true too. He had those like sentinels, right? He had those sentinels of himself. Maybe it's one of those. <laughs> Maybe it's, it becomes completely underwhelming and it's one of his sentinel droid things. Yeah, explains that's it. He explains the sentinel droid explains the whole thing to Kylo. Like Kylo just asked him a series of questions, and he gets the truth. Sith and then tend he's to like, tell the truth. Just yeah, kind of. It's 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 fascinating. What a, that's a bold stroke that they pulled here. A it's really, huge. Really, yeah. It's it's oh yeah. Huge is one way to put it. And again, like it really does allude to, even though we've really got nothing of the sort up to this point in this trilogy, but the title, the Palps thing, the Death Star, it looks like they're going to really try and bring it full circle, tie this up in a nice bow. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, he was the, he was the big bad. We've been talking, right? Who's, do we need another big bad in this movie above Kylo? Yeah. I, I know. I thought, yes. Looks like we got him. <laughs> Whether he's there in a in an actual physical, tangible form, or just his specter and just his uh, his machinations looming over the whole thing, we've got our big bad. He's still he, he's still present in this trilogy, which is which is just incredible to see him come out too on the panel oh. and that cackle. He was loving it. Yeah, that that was a that was hilarious to see Ian McDermott finally just out there with the mic. Did, did, did you hear it again? Yeah, <laughs> roll it. Yeah, it was again. roll it again. And that's it. That's all we got from him. So so good, man. I don't know where where to take this Palpatine thought from here, but it it really brings his character to a whole new level too. And you think that again, like. He's got to have something to do with this bigger picture now. And like, if he was planning that far along, to me, it's got to have something huge to do with either Kylo or Ray in a big, big way. Either well, her heritage. How, never mind that. Like, how could that reframe the chosen one? No, I was thinking more like, <laughs> how does that reframe the Snoke argument? Like, we all kind of thought that Snoke was the guy who got just outweighed Palpatine, but now we could. We don't since we still know nothing about Snoke. It's like Snoke. He's my brother's roommate's cousins. 
<laughs> we go way back. Like I can now I can now I can hear Palpatine saying that uh, Snoke was a fool. You know, I could totally see that happening now. Like I I don't know. Like I all I know is that JJ is, is taking some big swings in this movie. And I really like what he said earlier this week in saying that uh you know, he doesn't want to jinx it, but he really does feel like they have something special here. Right now I tend to believe him. Like this was a special trailer to me. They're all special, but this one had a particular resonance that, man, every time I watch it, and I've watched it many times since since it came out 48 hours ago, and it's it still has a whole bunch of gut punch appeal to it. All right, well, any final words on this, guys? We're, we're, we're two hours deep here. It's time to start wrapping it up, but uh, any final words on this episode nine trailer? I'm just afraid that 80% of it is not even in the movie. And it's, it was just uh, JJ being JJ. Yeah, imagine that. Palp- There's nothing to do at all with Palpatine. Well, I just thought I'd throw that in the trailer. It'd be kind of cool. <laughs> no word of Palpatine I whatsoever think, I think in the Rogue film. One really is the thing that messes with, pe- with people. Because I, I don't remember too much from any of the trailers from from the force awakens or the last jedi that weren't in the final cut no tfa yeah there was the uh there was quite a bit in tfa i would think no i can't think of much too much i mean there was that shot of kylo in the forest igniting his lightsaber wasn't there luke luke the was jedi not in Academy? any of the marketing for for tfa yeah, like the the beginning with his hand, like speaking the the R two and stuff. Well, that, that that was in the movie, the burning temple. That was there. There's not too much. It was like all these scars that we have about. That's not going to be in the movie. Most of that is due to Rogue One. Yeah, the one thing that I noticed from the trailer, and I I wrote it down, is uh, no R two anywhere. Nope. That's unfortunate. I I really hope he gets something to do in this movie. There's no R2. There's no Richard E. Grant. Uh, who else do we not see? You don't see the one of the, the Hobbits? Carrie there? Russell. No Carrie Russell. We did not see the Dominic Monaghan character. Might have. In this trailer? Yeah, the guy beside Snap Wexley. Yeah, but he wasn't in the trailer. That's, That's the trailer. Those That's are the stills. Right. Is it just me or did uh, Glenn Grudman uh, probably gain about 40 pounds? <laughs> when you're Greg Grunberg, you can do whatever you want, man. What did I say? Greg Gr- Grudman? Something Grunberg. Like that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Bumble. Whatever. <laughs> now you sound like me. I love it. I, I know. <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm as, as excited as I am for nine. This this trailer made me even more excited. Like this trailer just hit all the right notes. This is how you do a teaser trailer. And this is how you write a title. I, I love this title, man. This this whole thing, the blue too. Yeah, yeah we the call beautiful. Blue, right? I did a poll on that way back when. I I wanted to look it up in time for this podcast, but I I didn't. <laughs> Damn it! Wasn't it part of your quiz? 
Was it? I don't remember. I what was part of my quiz was, um, which is now closed, by the way. So the all entries that I get from this point forward are null and void. Um, I did ask, will we see or hear Palpatine? And it was an even split 50-50 in the responses. That's crazy. Super cool. So I, I'm looking forward to breaking that down. Uh, after after the rise of Skywalker drops, but that is it, guys. That is the biggest news coming out of Celebration. There's still more to come. I'm I'm exhausted. I can't believe we get we are so spoiled as Star Wars fans, and there's still yeah, there's still so much more to come in in the years to come. Ah, oh, this is crazy. But to just we get we get a we get a bask in this moment, man. Like. This weekend, like you said, totally blessed as fans, and just you know, again the the end of this Skywalker saga, the title, everything we got, man. We have a lot to look forward to, and we also have a lot to, like Kyle said, like kind of someone almost be a bit sad about, like because it really does look like they're wrapping this thing up, which is a good thing, but it's also a sad thing, but it's also something to really look forward to. Oh, it's going to be memorable, and it's going to lead to cooler stuff in the future. I, you know, there's there's nothing bad going on here, really. It's, it's just a hell of a time to be a Star Wars fan. It's it's the best time, in my opinion, to be a Star Wars fan. How could it not they be? they got to get it right, man. All in the eye of the beholder. There's going to be no objective. They got it right, or they... You know what? It's They're, they're doing the best they can. I think that is clear. Nobody involved wait, in this production wait, is hoping wait. to screw it up. Dude, guys, this just in. Oh no! Yeah, no, You're not no. Can't believe this. No, on they celebration wouldn't do this. weekend, it's, they wouldn't on do this cel- this week. It, they're doing it. So you- Ryan Johnson fired. Ah, <laughs> I can't take this roller coaster. Fired. Oh my god! <laughs> All right. Well, best of luck to him. Maybe who knows? Maybe they'll rehire him by the time we speak again next week. I hope so. Oh, God. This was good stuff, man. Guys, uh, we're done for this week. That's going to do it. Um, thank you so much for listening. This this took a while. Two hours and change. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, uh, we'd love to have you support us in any one of these ways or any number of these ways. Uh, if you can also, you can become a powerful friend on Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash tumblingsaber where for just two little dollars per month, you can become a powerful friend get this podcast earlier and get access to all the other stuff that we do there as well. Uh, secondly, you can make sure to subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice and leave us a quick review on that platform of choice. That will always help us out. And uh, third, share this podcast with your friends. Like nobody trusts anything more than word of mouth. So if, if you've got Star Wars friends in your life who need extra Star Wars content, uh, maybe throw them our way. Maybe we'll get some new new friends along the way. And a big shout out to our friend, Rob Wade from E14, Emotionally14.com. He endorses this podcast and all of our podcasts uh, at Emotionally14.com. Uh, so go check that out. If you like laughing and if you like good content, Rob is uh, Rob produces a lot of content, all of it worth your time. So go check it out at Emotionally14.com. And uh, be sure to check out our friends, many of whom were at the Star Wars Commonwealth 
or actually many, yeah, many of our friends were at the, I'm, I'm losing. Star Wars celebration. That's the thing. Star Wars celebration. All of, a lot of our friends were there, but you can all, you can catch up with all of them at the Star Wars Commonwealth website, which is starwarscommonwealth.com. And you can also find us on iTunes as a podcast provider. And so fellas, with all that out of the way, Carlos, tell us where you can be found on social media. You all can find me on Twitter and Instagram at C Candido Music. You can search for me on Facebook, Carlos Candido, and on patreon.com slash Carlos Creates, three bucks a month. Uh, join our community and uh, get some uh, fresh new tracks every month. Carlos Absolutely. Creates on Patreon. And Corey? Well, guys, find me this year at Chop Rules with a Z on Twitter, baby. And join us in our closed Facebook group, which is kind of hopping and exploding, especially over the past weekend. <laughs> it was pretty active this past weekend. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Tumbling Saber and as well in the Facebook group. Come join us there, like Corey said. And uh, that'll do it for another week. Special shout out to all of our friends who are in Chicago. Uh, Rob Cast, the Tatooine Sons, uh, Rick Villanueva, the Rogue Squad Pod. All Steve you guys, San Diego Sabers. San, Steve with San Diego Sabers. Uh, you guys feeding us pictures from from Chicago. It was really really appreciated. And a special shout out to the one, the only Neil Lowry, for winning wow. the Star Wars Commonwealth Force of Positivity Award for 2019. There is no more deserving winner than the guy who carries fandom on his back, fandom's best friend, as I like to call him. Neil, congratulations. Very, very well deserved. Agreed. So that, everybody, that is it. We'll have more news out of celebration next week. So make sure you're back for that. And until then, have an awesome week. Celebrate the Star Wars goodness. And we'll talk to you later. Struggle for the answers. Questions frighten me. Circles getting wider. It's harder just to see. Your voice is sending shivers to shout right through my spine.